some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 44. 44. I'm excited to tell you I am your new host, Jamie Jennings. And as always, the fabulous Mr. Scott Johansson. Yeah, what's going on? What, what's happening here? <laughs> I'm the new host of the show. We're going to well, change things up a little bit. <laughs> well, so far, it looks better to me, but that's just me. <laughs> Thank <so>. you. <laughs> We're going to throw in some new stuff. I'm going to talk about some antique toys and some other vintage crap that I collect. <laughs> that's awesome. We always need new stuff. <laughs> It, people are probably tired of hearing about model kits and 3D printing. So, what do you got? Well, actually, first I want to talk about movies. Oh if boy, we can do that. <laughs> what, what, no, no, we never do that. Go ahead, whatever. Wait, what would you, you seen, like to talk about? Have you seen any new ones lately? What did I watch the other night? I thought I watched a movie the other day. Oh, you know what I watched? I watched The Sting with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. And I had never seen it. And it was okay, but I don't think it was as great as a... I think I've only seen parts of that one. Yeah. Not all of it. But I think that's the only thing I've seen. Okay. So. I don't think I've watched any new movies lately. I kind of want to watch the new Jackass movie just because I've seen all the other ones. <laughs> um, but... What a good reason to want right. to see another... <laughs> no, I mean, it's just stupid. I like stupid stuff. But... Um, yeah, that's apparent. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no. But I actually, I haven't. Really is he tied up down there somewhere? Uh, is he tied up, Jason? Have you tied Jason up? And Who's Jason. Jason, who? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm good with that. No, no, I have no idea where he's at. I don't care. This is my show now. Um. Okay. Anyway, I haven't seen any new movies, but I have been watching a new show, Euphoria. Have you heard of it? I have not. It is insane. It's terrifying. It's. I'm so glad that I don't have children. It's so scary. <laughs> the stuff these kids are doing in high school. I can't believe it. It's insane. But that's about it. I've been super busy. So the two of you watch anything normal? I mean, no. it, it, it's okay. What's normal? So you uh, did you watch our episode with our uh, top movie lists? Um, I watched part of it. But okay. I was I made up my own little list because I needed to throw in some like a different type of list. You know I see. from from a female. So I wrote some down. Oh, so I I thought Jason did that with was, The Wizard of Oz and playing Dorothy when he was a kid. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I want to do a movie list. So I wrote some down. And it's not all chick flicks. There's like one chick flick, I think. Okay. Here so, the Jamie list. Yeah. So let's, um, I, I don't, I'm curious if you've seen many of these. Okay. They're not really in order of how I would rank them. They're just like my top movies. So first I have Kill Bill. Tarantino. <laughs> um, yeah. I have seen most of it. So Most of it. it you have to watch both. There's, there's one in two. I, yeah, it's I like just It's a continuing been, story. I know. It just, it was just, I don't know. So anyway, I really don't even like Tarantino, but I love Kill Bill. I lo that's like one of my favorite movies. Okay. Um, Poltergeist. The original? Yes. No, okay. no number two, three, four, five, six, eleven, whatever. Just original 80s, 
awesome poltergeist. <laughs> poltergeist, uh, I did see. I actually okay. saw it in the theater. Oh, how's wow. that? I did not. But Want to hear a quick it. poltergeist story? Sure. This is a great story. My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> so they remade it recently, right? Like in the last five years. Yeah. So she wanted to see it. So I rented it from Redbox and brought it home. And so I brought food home with it. So she puts the DVD in. And I come into my little office here and I'm eating and I eat. I go back out. And I go, well, how's the movie? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, this is the longest intro to a movie I've ever seen. It's got all these hands going on the screen and all that. And I finally looked there. I said, did you press play? And she goes, what do you mean? I go, you're in the menu. Okay. Oh <laughs> and it was one of those God. looping menus. <laughs> She's like, bastards. No, She's I'm not, bastards. I'm, I'm very um, technology challenged most of the time. So uh, I you would, can identify. I you would could, totally yeah. do something like that. Yeah, it was funny <laughs> as hell. So That's awesome. Longest right. intro to a movie ever. All right, let's go. Poltergeist, okay. I've seen it. Poltergeist. So far, I've seen okay. both of you. Okay. Um, so here's my chick flick, and it's a John Hughes film, and I do love all the John Hughes films. They're all from around Chicago. Uh, Breakfast Club. I've seen Breakfast Club. Okay. And Jason, that jerk, says it's such a dumb movie, and it's like one of my favorites, and he rips on it all the time. Did you see his list? Yeah, I mean, I like some of his lists, but... This is why he's out. <laughs> and Jamie's in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm three for three on okay. Jamie's list. Um, E.T. I've seen it. It's not one of my favorites, but I've seen it. I'm a huge 80s fan, so... E.T. is definitely one of the best movies from the 80s. Uh, Better Off Dead. I have not seen that. Okay, you have to see that movie. It's so funny. Oh, I have to. Yes. John Cusack. There's a really good cast in it. Good. Um, Stand By Me. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. See, mm -hmm. You've seen a lot of my movies. Um, the Shining. I have seen The Shining. <laughs> it's not one of my favorites, but I have seen it. I love The Shining. Most of it. I don't know that I've seen it start to finish, but I, I think I've seen <laughs> enough of it, too. And then... I had a really hard time. I actually wrote down 11 movies because I had a really hard time. Like You'll be penalized. So I will. Okay. Well, so most people are probably going to be like, huh, on this one. But I love a really good heist movie. And I love the movie Italian Job. Have you seen that? I have not. <laughs> but I would assume it's, it sounds like a porn movie. <laughs> no, I know. It's got Charlize Theron, uh, Mark Wahlberg. It's got a really big cast, actually. And it's just a really okay. good, detailed, crazy story of a, of a money heist. I, I think it's really good. So um, of all your movies, I've only not seen really two, maybe three. Okay. So that's and not too bad. My The, the number 11, I'm just going to say it. Um, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan, so The Wall. And it's like a musical kind of, it's very theatrical, but have you seen The Wall? I have not seen The Wall, Should but very good. I did go see Roger Waters at Wrigley Field perform The Wall. Nice. So That's there awesome. you go. That uh, was awesome. Actually. Jason and I saw Roger Waters a couple summers ago um, at United Center. It was, it was a good show. I was kind of disappointed. He did a lot of political stuff, but whatever. What celebrity? Yeah, he's, he's like that. I, I actually, yeah. so when I went, um, I had a friend of mine that's very, very right wing. And, you know, we don't do politics on the show too much, but he's very right wing. 
And I had to, I had an extra ticket. You know, I had just, I bought two tickets. So I said to him, I said, you want to go with? Uh, Cause I knew he was a Pink Floyd fan. And he hemmed and hawed and he finally came back and said, no, I, I can't. He goes, I'm just too, um, whatchamacallit, you know, it's just, he's too political for me and all that. And I'm like, well, I said, I, I understand that. I said, but you're going for the music and, and all that music of that period really was very political. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And if you're a fan of classic rock at all, okay. If you're conservative at all, you can't, you can't, yeah. you, you can't listen to any of it because yeah you're not going to agree with the message per se, but yeah. it's, you know, I can get past it and it's like, yeah. entertain me, entertain me. Exactly. And, yeah. and so I ended up taking my brother-in-law, he went with, and he really enjoyed it. And um, it was really good to see him do the wall, especially mm-hmm. like, I'm not that interested in his solo stuff or any of that. So it was just yeah. the wall start to finish and the whole theatrical build the wall and yeah. at the end, knock the wall down and all that. And That's very it, cool. it was really cool. So <laughs> there you go. So I've kind of seen yeah. the premise, but I haven't seen the movie. So. You should watch the movie, though. It's really cool. It kind of jumps all over the place, but it's it's really it's a good, very well put together, I think. So. Yeah. And Jason didn't even recognize the Pink Floyd song in one of the trailers for I think it was Dune. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, one of the trailers had a Pink Floyd and he didn't even recognize oh. what it was. I didn't know that. I'll have to give him crap about it. Yep. Anyway. Um, so that's your top 10 movie yeah. all right so what are we going to talk about okay. or what are your top 11 so movies i brought some fun little things in that i just want to show you some recent finds of my toys okay so my biggest toy thing my biggest collection of antique toys or vintage toys are the fisher price little people and they're all over the house they're everywhere <laughs> and i also collect other fisher price like old pull toys um Mm. just all kinds of stuff anyway i brought some i had the snoopy dog when i was a kid yeah yeah i have a couple of those i brought down a little cuties some little cuties you guys probably dad this is butch well butch don't look too happy (laughs) no he's always got a pissed off look (laughs) and butch is at a you know but he looks like he's in pretty good shape butch yeah yeah yeah. his his hat's a little chewed up which happens a lot because these toys are from the 70s and 80s so you know and most kids put them in their mouth But so fun little fact, it's hard to find. This is a pretty common one. It's hard to find him with the hat to the side of his head. And I do have a couple ah. of those, but see how the bill is in the front. Of yep. His head. So what's so, something like that run? What's a butch um, run? What can you get a butch for? I mean, it really, really depends where you're purchasing. Um, People on eBay are ridiculous and they'll try to mm-hmm. charge like 25 bucks for this one little guy. If you find him at a flea market or a garage sale, um, even possibly like Etsy, it's a little bit better. Some of the sellers on Etsy, you know, two, three, four or five bucks, something like that. So um, what's what's the best find you've had at a garage sale or at a flea market where like you got something and you're like, man, I know this is worth <laughs> like a lot of money, but I got it um, for like two dollars or something. So the most recent really great find I can think of. um, Jason and I went to the I-80 flea market in Tinley. Was it last summer? Um, I've also a big hol- vintage holiday collector and like vintage blow molds that people put out in the yard. I don't put mine mm-hmm. in the yards because I'm afraid they'll get stolen or the wind will blow them away or whatever. 
But uh, there's a really large snowman that I wanted, and it's usually like 100 bucks or more um, anywhere you find it. And this guy had it up on top of his truck at the flea market, and he wanted like 20 bucks for it. I'm like, give it. <laughs> so. If he said 20 off the bat, just so you know, you're supposed to haggle. Say, how about 10? Oh, but I know that thing's worth way I, I know. It's hard. I did that one time. <laughs> I found something that I knew was worth about 150 and the guy had it for 35 My buddy's uh-huh. with me. He goes, let me haggle with the guy and get it for 25 And I'm like, yeah. dude, it's worth 150 bucks. Let me pay the guy the 35 and run away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know. And they, the flea market people, they really want to leave with less stuff. So oh, they, yeah. they will definitely work with you. They want to get rid of it. So. But anyway, um, and then here, here's another little cutie. She's so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some that are like rare colors and rare, you know, rare color combinations. Like there's a, like a magenta colored body with like brown hair. That's really hard to find. There's a bunch of different ones that are kind of hard to find. So, but... Is there a price guide for these things? Like, you know, uh, comics have a price guide. Like I mean, rare... look... Oh, like a guide. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have a couple books. But they are, the pricing is from like when they were when they came out. Um, okay. So it shows like what they were when they came out in the stores in like the eighties or whatever. So I don't know if there's any kind of like updated since they're considered vintage now uh, for mm. pricing. I'm not sure. Um, they also made a bunch of knockoffs. There was a bunch of companies that made knockoffs of Fisher Price. So I have a bunch of those too because I think they're cute. And this is one. She's actually not Fisher Price, but. She got a plastic body. Yeah, she's all she's all plastic. Actually, these ones are too. I do have wooden ones. The wooden ones are older, but the ones that I just grabbed to show you guys are plastic. So hmm. anyway, so that's some. When did they make the switch? Do you know when they uh, went from plastic like to late seventies, early eighties? They started to switch. They used to be all wood, like everything was wood, and then mm-hmm. they switched to um, plastic. What was it? It was plastic head, wooden body. And then they switched to all plastic after that. So, how many yeah. have you found that someone's dog is chewed on? A lot. A a lot. lot. <laughs> you know, actually, I don't know where they're at. Somewhere in this mess of paint, uh, we had some. Um, I call them like zombie ones that are super chewed up or super colored. Uh-huh. You know, this, they were laid out in the sun or something, and they're really pale. Um, and I want Jason to help me make some customs out of those because they're already ruined anyway. We might as well like do mm. some fun with them. So there was some laying around here. I don't see them. All right. Uh, but anyway. So any of our listeners, if you have any of this stuff laying around, you know, <laughs> let's let's send it in for 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 Jamie because yeah. Jason's gone. So you need to start although, kissing ass from some new folks. You know. Although I don't have a whole lot of room left. <laughs> we have no, a small well, house, and I have so you know much what? stuff. Here's the problem. You got rid of him. Get rid of the models. Okay. <laughs> Get rid of the shit. I'll help yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. There's... We don't need him. Okay. <laughs> we, we, he's Sounds got good. to go. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. He, I mean, you know, you could come to Wonderfest. You could be at the table. Okay. You could be the eye candy at the table. I'll, I know. I'll tell you I... what, I'll put my title aside. I'm usually the eye candy at the table, but I'll put <laughs> the eye candy aside. I know. I've been you... told I'm not allowed to go there, but maybe no, one year I'll just show up anyway. That's some bullshit. So, okay. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, so, also, I just wanted to show you, I've been really into these vintage 50s uh, squeak toys. They're not dog toys, but they're squeak toys. And this is one. She's so cute. 
She sounds like Jason. I know. So there's a couple companies that made a bunch of different squeak toys, and some people think they look creepy, but I think they're super cute. And now I have a bunch of them. So I don't think they're creepy. I think they're cute. And then one last thing I was going to show you. Um, Okay. I just started collecting these Space Galaxy syrup guys. Space Galaxy. Syrup, syrup guys. So they were like flavored syrups to use in drinks or on uh, okay. like shaved ice or you know ices or whatever. What uh-huh. the? What are you doing? Hello, and welcome to Model Club TV episode forty-four. Uh huh. What was that about, Scott? What are these what? things? Why? What is this? Those. Why? I don't those even know. Those are uh, flavored um, juice bottles. Did you guys plan this or something? Or was what? Like, oh, what the hell was that? Uh, April Fool's, everybody. We've been planning that. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Jamie. For episode 4 1 for yeah. April Fool's. But no, here we are. We should have planned that out better. Yeah. Episode 41 could have been our April Fools. Yeah, oh man, that would have been cool. Oh, next time. Yeah, no. There won't be a next, next time. time. 141. No. So if you made it those 15 minutes, uh here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how are you, Scott? I well, I'm great. Yeah. Now, we'll I, kinda... I will say the last host was much better looking oh, than you this. Son of a... Okay. I'm very pretty. So and she forgot to show her shirt because I was hoping she'd do one, you know, because she had her John Hughes shirt on. You were hoping she, she was doing do what? You know, you know, here's my shirt, you know. Uh huh. Sure, that's what yeah. you were hoping. Uh huh. That's what I was hoping. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. For some jacks. All right. Get it. Uh, well, we got a giveaway. Real quick, let's get this out of the way. So, um, one giveaway, two giveaways. We have a Ten bunch of giveaways this time. So. A gazillion giveaway. We had a mystery donor again. The mystery mystery donor for the original kaiju models that came in. And then a second kaiju model turned up. Not second. A second mystery donor donated another kaiju. It's a leftover, I think, bust. I want to keep it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, one of those. Don't you hate those? those? I hate it. So this is, I think, a piece to another Godzilla kit that wasn't used. Look at this. Wow. This is a nice Godzilla bust you can do something with. And it comes with the spines and all, all of that. So um, I think it does. It comes with parts of it. So what we're going to do is, just like before, I'm pulling four names. You're not going to know which kaiju you're going to get. So we have that Godzilla bust. We have the Gamera bust. We have the Rodan bust slash head. We have, actually, it's going to be more than that. The little Godzilla. And we have the little Gamera. And we have the big Godzilla. So that's two, four, five. Boy, that's going to be a lot of math for you. Yeah. I hate you. So I'm just pulling five names. Okay. Can I say something while you're pulling these sure. names? Okay. Next time we put 
say Jaeger Army and or something, and you put Godzilla instead of Jaeger Army, we're not going to enter you. Follow the directions. Damn it. Directions okay. are important. I think I got five. Okay. One, two, three. Nope. Wait, I didn't look. I took one too many. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Didn't look. Didn't look. How'd so you give away? Vince Simonelli, Frank Vince. Fernandez, Jim McFarlane, uh, MB Really. There's that was the YouTube name, and Paul Gill. <laughs> so finally, Paul, after all those donations, Paul Gill finally won something. So okay. you'll be getting some kaiju's, and they're on their way. All right, next giveaway Yay for Paul Gill. Excellent. And congratulations to everyone who won. Yes. Uh, the next one was for your horror DVD. That right dun, here? dun, dun. The horror DVDs? Horror. horror. DVDs. Not and horror you... DVDs. Those will be next episode. Okay. If... If... <laughs> you threw me. Uh, <laughs> if you won one of the kaijus, I will not take your name out of here. I'll... You can't win both. CG Blade. Not sending those to him. <laughs> CG right, Blade is going in. That's I can't wait to send these to him. And, and that's going to, you know, CG is I awesome. <laughs> he is Let me also... get my box of white powder. <laughs> <laughs> he has also donated a ton of stuff to us, too. Yes, he so has. Absolutely. Thank you so, much. so here we go. We have the Jaeger Army, the Stomp, Stompa, Stomp giveaway. Stomp. 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 So from Jeff Jaeger. Cha! Uh-oh, one fell on my coffee. Laura Stan. Look at this! Laura Stan, yay! All Look at all the great donors. Yeah, have, uh... Holy cow, that's crazy. Okay. And who's drowning in your coffee? Um, The person in my coffee is Jim McFarlane. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jim. Yeah, you don't want to kaiju, you, Jim. What do you want yeah. me to tell you? Yeah. Um. Okay, so what I'm going to do is we had that mystery donor also donated these. But they come from uh, this person. I'm going to read the description of these that we're going to give away. You didn't even know we were giving these away today. We have two monster magnets. A lot happened today. I didn't know. I know. And, yeah, I didn't know either. So, um, look at these. Ooh, I, I want those too. And they come with the magnets. So these are pretty cool. So the Nasratu uh, is really cool. Let me read this. Gonna be where'd it go? That's what he wrote. Nope. There are two real gems: cartoony busts of Frankenstein monster and the Nosferatu-like Dracula. They have magnets already built into the back. They were a gift from French sculptor Patrick Prudent, Pat Muria, on the clubhouse. Um and. Better news, he got an email, this person got an email from Patrick uh, from France, who sculpted both of these. Uh, he's been uh, battling cancer for the last couple of years, and he kind of got over it. He's back to, like, posting again and kind of on the mend. So it's great to see that he, we got these from him. And thank you to our mystery donor for donating them. So what I'm going to do... And get we give well a, soon, Pat. So and yeah, get well that, soon. Yeah, it, should we... Um, Give them both to the same person, or should we do two different ones? Ooh, let's 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 pull two different ones. Okay, why not? Why don't you just run that shipping bill up? You've got them. I don't. 
I oh crap, I think I have everything. All right. So no, I have the DVDs and the stomp. That's true. So I've been saving a lot of the people that didn't win. I've been dumping them in here for like the last few giveaways. So ones that didn't win from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad Jim won because otherwise he'd okay. be in your coffee. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. All right. So we're pulling two. And if it's somebody who's won multiple times, I'm going to repull. Okay. Okay. Mike Kelch. Mike Kelch. You are Mike going Kelch. to get the monster magnet. I'll try and get a hold of you. If I can't get a hold of you by the next episode, we will repull again. For Nosferatu magnet. Or get a hold of us. Or yeah, get a, or hold, get a of hold of us. Email us. Modelclubtv at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. This person has won already today. Uh, Dwayne Dalton. Dwayne Dalton. Yay. Getting the Nosferatu magnet. So thank you to now, our mystery donor. If either of you don't want them, let yep. us know and we'll we'll run it next time. Okay, cool. We got that settled. Whew. Giveaways done. Thank you to everyone who donated. We deeply appreciate it. Thank you to everyone who participates in the comments. We appreciate that as well. So oh, I sure do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on to the episode. I would like to address. Um, first of all, our good friend Spike, who, if you're not in the clubhouse, it's really a shame because he does some great artwork that is usually related to the episode. And uh, at last week's episode, he put Jason on Dorothy's body in the Wizard of Oz. And uh, yes, he did. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. And then yes, um, my good friend Scuzz Fink. Okay. I'm going to give him a shout out. And because, um, you know, he was really busting my balls here. Uh, Mike Kelch liked my list, by the way, so I'm glad he won. Okay, hold on. I'm just looking through these real quick. <laughs> um, he gave me a little crap about uh, worshiping false gods and um, uh, that I think the Groovy Ghoulies is uh, high-end art or something. Okay. So I, I just, I have to be clear. Okay. Um, because I like the movie doesn't mean I worship it. Okay. And, uh, so there, and then, um, second, uh, the groovy ghoulies are high art. No, they're not <laughs> high art. It, it's, and, and I think what a lot of these, uh, kids from your generation and up don't get is Gen X. this is pop culture and pop culture with baby boomers is I don't think you're ever going to see stuff collectible like the baby boomer stuff. Okay. Stuff's going to be collectible. Like Jamie showed, there's going to be some collectability out there. Star Wars. Okay. And Star Wars stuff. Yeah, Joe. And, but don't forget Star Wars still touched into the baby boomers a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Cause you know, Ninja Turtles, um, He-Man Transformers. And that's, but that's the transition out. Yeah. Okay. And then it's going to go to video games. Video games are going to be collectible. Yeah, they are. And they are now. And they are now to a to a point a lot of mar, yes. So um, but I don't think you're gonna have quite what you have uh because the baby boomers we were fortunate enough to have the the monster craze. 
uh-huh. because in the late fifties is when they started showing the monster movies on TV and renewed all this interest. And then you went into the Aurora models and famous monsters of film land and all that. And then you had another one. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm going to go, it's the four B's and I, the first one you're not going to like, but the Beatles. Okay. The Beatles beyond their music were a pop culture phenomenon. Here we go again. Okay. I don't not whatever. We're not, we're not spending a lot of time on your, Wait, well, yeah, we gotta, we're, we're running long already. Cause of that. Okay. One. So, um, I love her. She, I hope she comes on every episode. So, uh, the other B is Batman. Okay, and you had the huge Batman craze in the 60s. It was Batman everything. Okay, and you had the other B, the third B, James Bond. Okay, so you had these these iconic pop culture things that even started at the end of the 60s, which still goes today, which was Star Trek. Yeah. Okay, so, so much. Um, I, I just don't think the generations after that are going to have as much. I'm not saying they're not going to have anything, no, but they're, they're not, not going to have as especially much. Especially kids and, these days. They, and they, then kids, as they've gotten older, they don't, they don't use their imaginations to play. Nope. Okay? Yeah, I you know, know that firsthand. They don't G. use their imagination at all most of the yeah. time. So, so anyway. You know, when I was a kid, I, I could sit there with something like this thing that I printed. I could take this in a pen and make this a spaceship, make the pen a spaceship and this some space dragon. And I could make a little adventure in 20 minutes when I was a kid, you know, and the kids today. No, they do this. Okay. I'm bored. Yep. Never yep. touch that thing again. That's so true. that is very true. Um, so, yeah. So I just think that uh, don't be so hard on me. Scuzz. Come on. Yeah. I think he like, he's a ball buster. I, I know. You should see is. the emails. I don't read from him. <laughs> Um, okay, I have a couple of things to show real quick before we go on. Uh, this will be in the gallery at the end, and there's going to be actually some really cool stuff in the gallery at the end, uh, especially from uh, Vlad uh, Petnicki sent in some stuff that he kitbashed and Bill Monster Jones painted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other really good stuff in there as well. So we have this really cool piece from Jeff Lamont. He won it on our show, and I love when people win stuff and then paint stuff that they won. So this was from Hang Hilger, the Poison Ivy, and Jeff Lamont painted it. Here it is. Done. He already beat Scott for the amount of models painted this year. So good job. Mm-hmm. We have, they're sending me the pet pictures, Scott. So we have. I, and I got none this week. So <laughs> I got Brian Clark's dog, Olive. Oh, I thought that was Brian Clark. Oh, man. Just wait. We got a nice email from Brian. And then we have Dan Cherney, his cat, Frida Kahlo, and Pirate. Man, a lot of these guys have sphinx cats, the hairless cats. Um, cool. Because they're allergic. I told my wife she could get one because, you know, I'm allergic to cats. No, you're still going to be allergic to them because it's still. Well, yeah, because I'm allergic. Well, it's not the dander. It's their saliva I'm allergic to, actually. Oh, yeah, so. me too. And they're oily. Those things you have to like. They're weird. Okay. That's the pet pictures. Uh, but I want to talk about Dan Turney for a second. Loyal viewer. Uh, going through uh, surgery this week, right? And. You know, just positive thoughts out to Dan, and I hope you're on the mend. I think after right now, he probably should have had it. Dan, I hope your Saturn's on the mend too. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as he I don't was know going, if you saw for, that. Yep, I think yep. Dan's screen went um, right as he was getting ready for surgery. So. Right as he's getting ready for surgery. So um, I, I hope that Dan mends up well, and we hope that uh, 
is Saturn bends upward too. Yeah. News and okay. reviews. News and reviews. All right. First, this is just something I found. I have a new favorite painter. And this is I want to spell his name, say his name right. Kigo Kigo Murakami. Murakami. Yep. Uh he's actually because one of my favorite artists is uh Takashi Murakami. So I know how to say the last name. So I'm guessing Kigo Murakami. And if you I'm not gonna spoil it, but please go follow him on Instagram. Go follow him on Facebook and just look at the work he churns out. I found it on accident and I just abs this is um Asuka from Neon Genesis Evangelion. If we did a top 10 anime, that would be number one. Um, th- this to me is stellar. Like it just is all of his work. So please go follow him on Instagram. I'll put a link up uh, down below for people to, to uh, follow him. But just great, awe-inspiring work. And holy cow. You like that, Scott? It's nice to see an anime that like looks kind of real, right? Like, well, yeah, it doesn't have like yeah. the big giant boobs or the big giant yeah. ass and uh-huh. is half dressed and all that. And, I love it. I love that oh. thing. Moving on. I showed you uh Kutan last week, the Patreon I joined. This is his first uh, file, his first model this month. And it is the angel of Verdun. And I have a feeling Scott has not seen this movie, which is a Tom Cruise movie called Edge of Tomorrow. And they wear these like kind of exosuits. And it's a Tom Cruise movie that I actually enjoyed. And Emily was it Blunt, on your list? Was it on your top ten? Eh, no, but I enjoyed it. But Emily Blunt. By the way, I saw on, all but on. two of Jamie's top ten. Oh, I'm really? Just saying, yes. Uh-huh. Simpletons for simple times. Um, right. Let's watch Lord of the Rings again for five hours. <laughs> but Emily Blunt, however, is on my top ten. And this is Emily Blunt. And she's fantastic in the movie. And he just nailed the likeness, the suit, everything. It's such a cool piece. Again, check out uh, Patreon, Kuton Sculpts. How much does that cost you? This is this Patreon. This is $9.50 a month. So I get this. Plus, I think there's two more models coming out this month. And so this one, you get a bust and the full figure. I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head what the next ones are that are coming. So if you just put that into like garage kit terms, I'm getting five, per, potentially four models more, I think, because they'll probably be bust as well for $10 a month, you know? Okay. And, so, and figure at the most, yeah. that's going to be how much to print. 10, maybe, depending on how big I make it. Like it just, yeah. Uh, that's my next question was going to be, what's the scale? So uh, I have a feeling they're six scale or but again, uh, probably the, a little smaller. The, I think it's smaller. The joy of three D printing. I want smaller stuff. You can make it whatever you yeah, want. The, the joy of three D printing is you can make the size you want. Yeah, and I, um, just, I want to touch on this bus beautiful. thing. And one of the things I got, I don't know if I showed it last. And if I didn't, we can put the picture up here. But um, I got Tony's Iron Man. Oh yeah, and I love it. It's it's beautiful. And um, you showed it, I think. Yeah, I think I did. And I also got uh, um, Russ Waddell's that I'm going to bring to him at Wonderfest. But I told Tony the other day, I said, take that Iron Man, cut it at the waist, make a cool little base for it, and sell it as a bus too. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. And, this and, is uh, just, and you know, it's great. Tony's Tony. Tony's our Tony. And he's like, rah, 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 yep. you know. So, so uh, next up from Pestilence Labs, just hot off the press. Pressed? Hot off the press, 
Hot <laughs> off the prestas. Prestolas. Is uh Mark's monster. Monster Mark's Mark? monster. Mark's monster Mark. So this is technically number 14 in the Aurora box art series. And the Mark monster comes with a giant lizard head that you can alternate Mark Worthling's head for this lizard. And um, I, I believe this will come with a nameplate of some sort, but I don't know what it'll say. Anyway, um, sculpted by Jeff Yeager. And this thing is just beautiful. For any of you that have this particular Aurora kit, the Mark Monster Aurora kit, um, this is spot on. When I first saw this, and, and I looked at the transition from the scaling on the front, how it kind of goes to real Godzilla scaling on the arm and the and the back. I was like, what are you doing there, Jeff? But if you look at the box, how it there is. it is. Yeah, it's, it's how okay. it is. Same with the tail, the way the tail kind of comes around and it's got that weird. Yeah. You know, Mark Monster tail going there. I'm wondering if this Mark Monster stole any of my ideas. Well, took any of my ideas and make any money with them. So I'm not <laughs> quite sure. I do know this though. You know, I you know I don't want to. You know, I I, I don't want to harp on the subject. Okay. But apparently, Mark and Shanna went on a cruise, and Shanna got a new diamond ring that I helped pay for uh, with my idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So uh, there you go. But so as long as he spent some of the money on Shanna, I'm okay. Very good. Right. This is, too, I, I want to say, when Mark picked up this line of kits, and I know I've said it before, I, I always loved this line of kits. I always thought this line of kits was a great idea. And Monsters in Motion just never finished up. And being a completist and a fan of the old Aurora stuff, I was like, if I can't have them all, I don't want them. Yeah. And so once Mark picked up the line and decided he was going to do all of them, um, I of course went back and got all the old ones. So now I have a complete line of Z. So out of all the Aurora kits, which one do you think came closest to the box art itself? I think this one's damn close. <laughs> which one do you think came closest in the original thing? Not Mark's stuff, but the original. Okay. So if we're talking about the original 13 monsters. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one definitely. It's close. Came yeah. the closest to looking like what you got in the box. Okay. And probably the second one I would say would be the Forgotten Prisoner. Yeah. That might even be more than this. You know, so it's because yeah. I think that model was made and then they did the boxer. That would yeah. be an interesting question if there's any Aurora experts out there. Yeah. That know more than me. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that sculpt was. No, I didn't mean it like that. I just, <laughs> but if I wonder if that sculpt was done. Yeah prior to okay here's the sculpt make a box art to match it yeah cool okay now there are some superhero kits that were close um but yeah none of them were what i would call exact maybe some of the vehicles but um as far as the monsters uh this one's right up there uh, some of the monster the monster rods actually kind of all looked like the box art with the exception of the wolfman's wagon and but this yeah this is just this is unreal 
you know, and it's, you know, I like the force 3D effect of the base. And, you know, it's really the base shouldn't be your focus anyway. Right. And if if you had a glow version of this particular kit, I don't even think you saw the whole tail. And honestly, even if you had the long box, I don't think you saw the whole tail. But if you saw the artwork without any of the lettering or anything, I think that's when you could pick up the whole tail. And this is very accurate. It was very long and came around like that. You know what uh, I forgot to do? Huh. Push the button. Pestilence Labs. So there we go. Pestilence Lab. Okay. Now, I don't know what we're going to do exactly or when. And hopefully we'll be able to get our hands on some, shall we say, extra head. But um, we're going to have a contest. And if you choose to buy this kit and use the lizard head, and you're stuck with that ugly head that comes with it, I want to have a contest of who can do the best thing, the most creative <laughs> thing with that head. Do you think okay. Mark would maybe just sell the heads? Um, hopefully he will for this contest or donate a bunch. Yeah, so we could do that. Yeah. So once this kit comes out, we'll we'll get deeper into it. But start planning. We're gonna do a contest now. Here's here's you the know thing. what this reminds gonna... me of. Do you remember the Lance uh, Woods contest? Yes, there was the, also the, the a, head, a Larry find... Brackney one too. Yeah. Yep. yep. So what we're gonna do with this? We're going to come up with some kind of prize. Okay. And the idea of the contest is who can be the most creative and or slash funny with their Mark Worthling head. Now, a couple things to go off of here that I just want to touch on. Dude, I just okay. had the Let's best try idea. to keep it not X-rated. Oh, okay. no! <laughs> All right. I just had the best idea. Did you? Well, maybe we'll have a Mark Worthling oh. uh after hours um i'll give it a uh, this uh, this is what instantly popped into my head and this will tell you how messed up i am because you're a sick ass i was gonna uh, i wanted to sculpt a birth canal giving birth to the mark worthing head popping out that'd be great going <laughs> ah! <laughs> anyway so now, let's keep it something all right, we can all show right. And, and not be crazy damn it now this isn't necessarily about the best paint job idea this isn't necessarily about you know, the best seam work or anything like that. Yeah. However, the piece is going to have to be painted. You are going to have to paint the piece. So start thinking. Get your noodles so start going. thinking. And this is also open to the two Model Club TV hosts. Oh, okay. So, um, All right. Will Mark know, be the judge? Mark and his wife, Shanna, will be the okay, judge. Okay, awesome. All right. Okay. I like this. Good, 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 good. Okay. So this is coming. This is not nothing right away, but start Start thinking. Planning. Yeah, this could be six months down the road. But so another great release from Pestilence Labs. Well done. Well, well done. done. It's nice to see he woke up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> from Shadow Creations, we have. We probably don't want to say the name of these anymore either. Um, you know what you're looking at here, right? This is a classic, iconic scene from a 1931 classic. Um, this is a. Uh, 1A scale? Well, I'm going to ask you, Scott, are you on the list already? Because I, I have a feeling you are. Pretty early. All right. <laughs> Not sure what number I am, though. I think yeah. I'm still, like, I still got in, and I think I was only, like, number 19 or something. Okay. I don't know. All right. Or, no, I'm 19 on the, um, I'm your Huckleberry kit. 
um, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, even though I didn't put pictures in here. Um, we'll find the pictures. But I am on this list. I don't know how high up, but I'm, yeah, I got on pretty quick. Okay. This thing's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's based on, you know, an iconic scene where uh, Edward Van Sloan is trying to resist Lugosi's uh, hypnotic power. And um, this is just, this is phenomenal. It's this is just really well done. Really phenomenal. Now, the unfortunate thing at this point is I believe the initial list is full. I believe he's already gone through 100. I'm sure. Days. I'm sure. So uh, we were talking. Boy, there might be another run or something. So Yeah. Uh, we were talking the fireplace here for people who are into making cool stuff, you know, like Kendall Conniff and those types. You could do a really cool fireplace thing going on in there with some lighting and some other stuff. So, yeah, I you know what? I'm going on record right now. Okay. I suggested this to Worthling already. I said someone should do a fireplace add-on for this kid. Okay. So I suggested this already. So if Pestilence Labs comes out with that and <laughs> makes money, okay, that's it. I'm suing. Okay. I'm I'm suing. That's it. Well, okay. Good job, Troy and Shadow Creations. This is uh another stellar release here. Yeah, and Jeff Yeager too. This and Jeff just, Yeager, well, yeah, well done, sculpting. The base is just amazing. Um, and for people to think it is, it is not three D printed. Um, yeah, from what awesome. I understand, Jeff sculpts one side and then molds it, and that's how you have two identical um, sides to that fireplace. And this is also pretty accurate to the film. I did do a screen grab somewhere, and this is pretty accurate to the film. So uh, it's beautiful. All right, up next, yeah, our first I official like use of the. Let's make sure this works. Boing. The. Did it work? I, I'm on the wrong thing. Pseudoverse Creations button worked. Yes, it did. All right, okay. Pseudoverse Creations, uh, CG Blade. We have some of his upcoming kits that he will have at Wonderfest. Uh, these were painted. They're in progress. I think one of them is still in progress from Rod Hickey, who's always in the gallery at the end. Uh, we have Emerald up front. Nice little uh, girl cracking out of that tube. He's going to have lighting kits with all of these available as well that come free, I guess, with not the, not all of them, but all of his uh, from the pseudoverse will have lighting kits with them. So I know Emerald will. Um, but this is these are looking pretty cool. He also has a deal. I think these are pretty affordable, too. So stop by his table at Wonderfest. This is Scarlett Johansson from the Ghost in the Shell movie that I absolutely despised. So he's not going to be happy with me because I don't think she should have been in the movie. It should have been an Asian person. And then we have Seven of Nine as well uh, that he has released. Rod Hickey again, wonderful paint job. And again, stop by his table at Wonderfest. I know he's going to have all these there and check out the pseudoverse creations from CG blade uh, sticking on the star Trek and me and CG, we're going to wrestle on Saturday. Night oh, wait, wait till you hear the voicemail. We got wait till we hear the voice. We're going to wrestle in the pool. Okay. So. Ooh, let's film that uh, right. from killer kits out in the UK. I saw these earlier in the week and then I saw these other things. So we got some stuff from killer kits. I, that Kirk likeness. So we have James C. Kirk and Spock. These are some, I think, really well done bust and I, I i can't remember a better kirk can you 
I don't know. Um, I like the Spock better than the Kirk. I'm, I'm really? Be I like the Spock better than the Kirk. Okay, then. So then and, he's done something right because I like the Kirk yeah. better than the Spock. And then different angles of the Kirk looks, you know, then, yeah. then I see it better and say, you know, they're equally as good. But they're they're both nice pieces. I also did see someone just put out some 3D printed uh, stuff. So yes, you, I saw those too. Yeah, those and are those cool. are pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, I think these are pretty good. And then he has some uh, Nosferatu's, some Graf Warlock's. I think coming out as well. And I think these are only going to be at that UK GKK show that's coming up, like their version of Wonderfest, sort right. of over there. And then he also has Dracula from Bram Stoker's Dracula, which again which, is which I have seen, which I have seen as well. And I'm not a huge fan of, but I, I think this either, is really well done. Actually, so well done, Killer Kits. Did you have anything else? I did not. Um, okay. There's probably some stuff out there, but um, I just haven't had time. Yeah, it's been. I'll mention that Wells got um, Snagglepuss out there. So if you want to grab that photo and stick it in here, I know he put out Snagglepuss and Wally Gator. Okay, I'll t- I'll look. And um, so those are the new ones, and from Well, and those are available for 3D print. Very cool. Okay, and. Um, I think yeah, that's it. I, I, that's I did it. see some new stuff today that'll make next episode. Saturn's got a new uh, Cyclops by Mick Wood out, and um, we'll put that up there next time so I can look at it a little better. But Chuck, Chuck again, Eagle Eye Chuck will always send me some stuff uh, that he finds, and this is a time machine kit that I have not seen. I think it's Monsters and Motions newsletter. Um, you got a Morlock there and him beating him <laughs> with the torch, it looks like. But you get a cool time machine in there. Some new stuff. Uh, there's a them kit that's available. Them's a good movie. Have you seen them? Please. Tell you me know what? Time. I, I saw oh, them as a kid and okay. Them is a fun movie. It's kind of dated for sure. Now and um, that, the noise, I think when I think of them, the noise the ant makes is like iconic. That always comes back to me. And then, so yeah, but I liked, um, I like them. I remember seeing them as a kid. I like them. <laughs> and, and it's a uh, red, uh, an, an adult red riding hood kit that he had sent in for everything. But thanks, Chuck. I love when you send me stuff that I miss sometimes. Cause I don't That's too. I think that, isn't that a, um, James Avery. Is that a James Avery? Tex Avery. Tex Avery. James. Who's James? Avery? Yes. Yeah. James, James Avery. Avery. A Star Trek baseball player. Who's Captain yeah. Cisco on, uh, that's avery brooks you moron (laughs) okay all right what else we got i think we have one last thing scott and what is it yeah i i got this this week in the mail um this is the um mccready mccready from um is this a jaeger army exclusive (laughs) i think it is yes yes it was i think it is a jaeger army exclusive jaeger army button yeah, I hope it's a Jaeger army. Otherwise, we're gonna look dumb with your button. But it's um, oh no, McCready. It's Kurt Russell from the Thing, and it's uh, base bust the two hands, and then there's a little copper wire piece that connects the spool to the petri and dish. Since, I guess I don't you know. Scott hasn't seen the movie. He doesn't. This know. is gonna blow everyone away. I've not seen the movie, but I bought this kit because it was really well yeah. done. And so, it's one of the best scenes in the entire. It's one of the best scenes in film. Like that is a perfect scene. If and everyone knows who's 
We've seen I think this is a movie I will see someday. You need to watch it. I just want you to know. You need to watch it. All right, that's news and reviews. Done. Workbench, Scott. Bench, Scott. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I... Okay. I got nothing. My workbench for this episode is literally workbench. I have torn apart my workbench. I took shelves down. I am 3D print, and I am not going to 3D print this for anyone. Because this is... So I'm using my two little FDM printers. I am building the hobby station. So on my mini factory, you can buy a hobby station with little drawers and boxes and things. So I decided to tear apart everything I have and start printing little drawers and things and rebuild my whole bench. So everything's tell us, in shambles. Tell us how you uh, screwed up a print with one of those drawers. Um, so while it was printing, I decided to try and test fit a drawer and it slipped out of my finger. <laughs> And jammed up the printer, so I lost about ten hours worth of a print. Actually, so, more than that. It was about a day's so, worth of a print. So wait a minute. So did you drop it? I did. I did drop it. <laughs> I have not yet dropped anything on an episode today. Two episodes in a row so far. So that's so what I'm doing. And also, I finished all of my paint rack back here. I painted this, um, <laughs> and then my other workbench thing. I have. For Wonderfest, I said before I'm going to have a kit for sale, which is the Agent Carter, and I finally printed all of it. And I've it I should have picked something easier. Cuz it's not just one kit. It's one kit with three versions, and then two of those versions each have a different torso. So what I decided to do was each torso I'm going to sell extra if you want to add on. So you can swap it out with magnets if you wanted to, and it'll come with a head. Those extra torsos will have the head and hands and gun, so you could just swap it out. So, and I, I think I've settled kind of on a price. I think it's going to be 130 and then it'll be 40 for the extra torso with the head and guns and things. So it's been not, oh, I bought another Saturn. I bought another 3D printer since the last episode and, uh, I primed my snake eyes. This is where I'm going to drop something. I primed no snake eyes. I primed snake eyes. There you go. I, you don't. I think that same guy just did the, who's the head of Cobra. I just, I've just bought it. <laughs> did you? I saw that. that so I really got cool. snake eyes. I got storm shadow from that guy and I just got Cobra commander. So yeah, that looked pretty yeah, cool. I love Cobra commander. So, and I'm working on Paul Gill's psycho Gorman for the table. I have it primed. I have to, I, I just, I keep hearing it in my head. Psycho Gorman. Yeah. So, mm. all right. That's the workbench. Our interview, Scott. Our interview, Scott. Our interview. interview, Scott. Our interview is um, a friend of yours who I had never met before. Oh, he's not a friend of mine. <laughs> I knew it. Well, maybe he might not be after after this. Well, but, no, I think actually now he is. Now he is. Okay. He loves us. Now he is. I think he No, I was him. friends with him on Facebook. I knew, I knew who he was, but I never had a long I'm conversation. I'm friends with him on though. Facebook now until he figures out who I am, and then he will quickly delete me like Phil did. We have George Salidas, who is the contest chief chief at wonderfest at wonderfest so i thought it would be cool to kind of have him come on and talk about the contest how he got involved how he took over from john some of the just you know little inspire people for the wonderfest contest so it's a great little he's a fun guy he's like one of our kind of people he's a oh, hard yeah. He, he, yeah. he he had never seen an episode 
He was blessed. And he, and he, yeah. And then he, I guess he watched four episodes. And now unfortunately for him, he took the Terry <laughs> Webb episodes first. So he didn't get a lot of us talking. No. But um, one thing he said, it was like, and, and I've heard this from a lot of people. It was like watching this is like sitting at Wonderfest bullshitting. Yeah. And that's kind of the intent here. Yep. That is absolutely the okay. intent. So it's, you know, that's kind of the vibe we hope we're giving off. And and I've heard a few people say that's the vibe they get. I've heard a few people say it's too long. I don't care what the vibe is. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I've heard people say I worship gods. I've seen guys call me an asshat, you know, but uh, no, George uh, liked it. And um, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. So enjoy. This is a so I'm going to go change clothes real quick. And yep. <laughs> so we can interview George. I wore the same shirt two days in a row. Yeah, I'm a slob. All right. We'll see you afterwards. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Our guest tonight is George Salidas, and he is the contest chief at Wonderfest. That is a fancy title. That is a fancy title. And we figured um, as we're getting closer, um, who better to come on and talk to us about the Wonderfest contest and Wonderfest in general. And uh, George, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, welcome to the show. And up until I guess today, George had never even seen an episode of this crazy <laughs> show. So uh, he's a lucky guy. So it's a baptism by fire for George. So <laughs> George, give us a little of your hobby Wonderfest history and uh, how you got to where you are now as the okay. chief contest head honcho guy. I yeah. Uh, well, actually, I got I got back into modeling in around ninety something like that after about 20 years uh fooling around i get my first computer in 98 start hanging out on these websites you know first place i ever saw was called tv man the second place i saw was starship modeler you know and i'm looking and i'm like whoa you know what's what's going on here you know all this stuff and and uh so i started getting back into modeling and then on these boards i'm watching this talk about wonderfest you know, and I'm like, well, what's this all about? And everybody is telling me you've got to go to this. And uh, so our first Wonderfest was 2004. And I married right. My wife is a degree <laughs> art major. Nice. She's very good at what she does. And I built, I don't know what it was, some silly little Trek model or something, you know. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good, you know, for not doing anything for 20 years. These guys are going to love this. <laughs> And I take it and I get down to the I get down to the contest room right at right as it opened. There's only like three models in that entire room. I put my piece in there, I'm all happy with myself. I walk out. Three hours later, contest room <laughs> opens. I walked in with my wife and I looked at those models in that room. I'm like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> three years in the garbage. Just yeah. so I'm like so. <laughs> She's looking at me. She's like, what? I said, boy, I really suck at this. <laughs> boy, what? You know, it was. It was an eye-opener, you know? And, and, and uh, you know, I ended up getting a merit, you know, my first mm-hmm. year. And I was, like, pleased beyond belief with that, you know? And, yeah. But you know what? The, the, the big thing was is all the people I met that first year. And they were telling me, so helpful. You know, you, know, you got to do this. You got to do that. This. and they're just really helpful people. For my wife, it was a real hoot because of the figures. 
Yeah. yeah she's all, all about the figures. You know, I've I watched her sculpt a million things when she was in college and always doing stuff like that. So it was like, it was perfect for both of us. Um, so as the years went on, that's, that's what we ended up doing down here in, in our studio. You know, she's got her, a lot of her figures. I'm, I'm mostly, I'm mostly hardware. I was just going to ask, are you mostly hardware guy? Okay. Yeah. Star Wars, Star Trek, the, the Star Trek stuff I have trouble with because I'm getting bored with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but you know, as, as the years of war on, I've gotten away from that. I went into the machining Krieger stuff. Uh, that stuff's really, really weird, cool. I really like that. It is. And, well, stuff. the best thing I like about it is there's no, you can do what the hell you want. Right. You know, it's yep. not, you don't follow any, you know, no rivet counting, none of that nonsense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, like uh, right now, I've got. Uh, are you guys familiar with the movie Chappie? Yeah. Uh, Neil Blomkamp. I am. Uh, Scott is not. No, I, I guarantee don't, Scott. No, has I don't no watch any movies. Trust me. I'm, I'm. Okay. His 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 giant his giant automaton. It was called Chappie or Moose. Uh huh. Moose, which is basically ED two hundred nine on steroids. <laughs> and uh, I am working on that right now. This is just the body. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. And when it's done, it's over two feet tall. You know, it's like 14 <laughs> inches wide. And like most of us, and I see it with the figure modelers too, I can't leave nothing alone. <laughs> yep. This detail is pure garbage. I mean, it's an expensive kit. I'm like, that's just going away. I'm scraping stuff off, putting new stuff on. Nice. That's why, that's why it takes me forever to get something done. But, me um, too. But as the years went on, you know, you work, and Terry, Terry alluded to this too. My work kept getting better and better and better. Guys would take me aside. I remember that from last year. This is what you got to do next year. You know, they're just a constant, just a constant source of inspiration all the time. And, um, and that's, I noticed that about Wonderfest too. Wonderfest is never, I, when I was entering the contest back, way back when, I, I don't think anyone's ever walked away and felt that someone was mean spirited or, yes or not helpful. Like, I think everyone's yes. like, Hey man, that's cool. Here's what you can do to fix that. And people share tips. I mean, yeah, there's some guys that don't like to give out their secrets, but I think for the most part, Wonderfest, the people that go to Wonderfest share their help freely and are not jerks about it. Right. Yeah. Even the judges, absolutely. like if you could track down a judge and be like, cause I know when I was judging way back when, like if someone asked me, I'll be like, here, try this, try this, try this and help people out. And I think most people are like that. So have you guys found that as well? Or yes, okay. I have. No, yeah, I except for the angry modeler that comes and says, "Why didn't my my?" Uh... <laughs> We're gonna get to that. I'm gonna ask that question later. We'll get to yeah. that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm one of my top questions. Too. I wanna I wanna go over. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know, so what I ended up doing was uh, I think after after that first merit, I got a couple two three years of bronzes, and then it was a whole bunch of silvers. Yes, silvers and silver <laughs> and then and then i i started getting from my friends the you got robbed thing to which i would reply i don't care yeah <laughs> you know i'm you know, making progress so i finally get my goal right and get a couple of them and ludden is like do you want to do a class for me next year i said oh, about what he goes well about how you won gold Brian Ludden at the time didn't realize I can be kind of a smart ass. <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll do that. I'll do a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> so 
So I did this PowerPoint presentation the next year, and I literally called it How to Win Gold at Wonderfest. <laughs> and so I showed all this silver stuff. There's, I don't know, 35 people in a room, probably something like that. Most yeah. of them are my friends, so it was kind of biased. But they're all like sitting there staring, and I'm showing them all this stuff I got silver for. Showed them all these close-up pictures and stuff and no one's saying anything they're just kind of perplexed and then i go to my gold which by the way i didn't think was ever my best work and i show them that on the end the last frame i had said so why did it win a gold with a question mark you know and everybody's like yeah yeah why and i just went i don't know <laughs> you should have had a picture of you handing someone some money like like <laughs> You know, I got it. Yeah. like a picture of you at Davis going here. There's a couple bucks. <laughs> I, I think you touch on a, a an important point, though. It is. It almost does feel arbitrary sometimes. Yeah. When yeah. And there's not like when it was different teams of judges, you kind of didn't know who you got, who knows their subject matter, who's doing what. And so it is different sometimes based on the, the size. Very and true. It's tough. That, that's uh. <laughs> That's one of the things that I'm super happy about. The last four years, I've had exactly the same 10 judges. Good. All four years. You know, so I know what to expect from them. I know that I can trust them. I know that they'll stop and I'll hear them yelling across the room, come here and look at this. <laughs> we'll pull two or three guys and go look at a single, you know, if it's that, you know, I don't know what to do with this piece. So that gives me a warm fuzzy, you know, and I know they're just not like, you know, mailing right. it in which is really kind of important to me so how and, did you uh, how did you go from winning your gold to running the contest okay so, <laughs> so so what had happened in the meantime did you lose a bet number one is that like yeah did you lose a bet? Actually, yeah. actually actually no uh the 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 following year davis you know john came to me and asked me you know he said would you be willing to help me out? He said, I really need somebody that knows hardware. And that was literally the first time John Davis and I had ever talked. And I, John didn't realize it until I told him later, but a lot of people that just simply didn't know John were afraid of it. He's a scary dude. I could see that back but then. He's a pussy kid. I couldn't believe the stigma they put on him. Like, oh, he's He's a prick. I'm like, why? Because you didn't get a gold. <laughs> so I mean that that was my attitude. I said, you guys don't even know him. And then the right. first day I talked to him, I'm like, holy cow, this guy's like, he's like really nice. He's a guy that cares about the contest. Yeah. You know, and he just wants some help. And, and I for people myself, who don't know, we're talking about John Davis, who ran the Wonderfest yes. contest forever-ish. Ever. Like, yeah. yeah, like it and he just wanted to step back recently, but keep going. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I, I told him, I said, no, I said, I have one more thing that I want to do for next year. And then you can have me after that. And then by the time that came around, he was already, he was already thinking about stepping down. But what I didn't understand is they came to me uh, by the way of uh, Brian Ludden called and asked me if I'd be interested in taking over as the contest chief. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, um, that's pretty cool. I said, I'm up for it. I said, I've been involved in my IPMS club for 15 years. So I know how to do a contest. I said, sure. You know, I'd love to help you guys, you know, 
And uh, here, reason my reputation apparently preceded me in 2009, there we had a wonder fest where there was a fella that brought a gigantic 48 inch enterprise uh, to the contest room. And as it turned out, he really wasn't there to enter. He was there to sell a product. So he was kind of like skipping the price for the, you know, the dealer's table, right? Mm-hmm. All he had to pay was Dan or his model. And it was, it was, it was horrible. <laughs> really, really bad. Very amateurish. And he also had a book. He had a book on how to build that model. Now, whether it said, I'm teaching you how to build this model really bad. <laughs> Man, I hope this don't turn into another, we got a guy mad at us thing, but that's all right. Go ahead. This oh, is a no, great story. No, 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 no. You ain't going to, no. I won't eat. I, I know his name. He ain't been back since, but I ain't even saying the name. And uh, it, uh, it was on a Chrome stand and it had Star Trek, the motion picture music playing really loud. <laughs> it was annoying. So we ended up, well, (laughs) and and that was also, there was things that happened that year. Somehow, some way it got misjudged and it got a goal. And I had entered a piece that everybody was raving about all weekend. It got a silver, which I really didn't care about, but everybody else did. And people were flipping out. And for whatever reason, maybe because I was young and stupid, I decided to get pissed off. And I went on Starship Modeler and started ranting about this thing getting a gold. <laughs> ranting enough that my good friend, John Lester, actually told me, he sent me a message, said, you quit it or you're getting booted. Wow. And I just, and I just wouldn't let it go. Well, as it turns out, six years later, I'm talking to Hodge when I decided to accept the uh, head judge thing. He said, you know why you're here not to. <laughs> he was following that whole thing. He said, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> and he was just smiling. He said, you cared about the contest. That's what it taught me. You know? Very cool. And it was kind of, it was kind of a black mark. You know, like everybody, like next year, the following year in 2010, people were bringing these enterprise models that were bedazzled. I remember that. You remember I, that? To- I do remember that. Yep. And I was, it with glue and put so here's the thing. Being on this, the figure side of it, that's got, I know no starship drama. I know yes. no hardware drama. I have no idea yeah. what's going on. And so you walk into the contest room and there were all those spaceships with that were bedazzled. And I'm like, what is this about? Now I know. Okay. <laughs> they, were send- they were sending a message. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I ended up with it. Now, that being said, I, I did tell them up front, and I tell my judges too, um, the one huge plus for me when I started going to Wonderfest, I've never seen figures like that. You know? Mm-hmm. That taught me the figure side of it. Okay. Yeah, because you ain't going to get, you ain't going to get with fellows with figures and, and at Wonderfest, you're not going to get that at an IPMS show. And Wonderfest is a whole other level. Yeah. And them guys are crazy. And uh, so that was a huge benefit for me. But at the same time, I will tell every judge in that room, I get my fig- I get guys that are figure judges. I tell them I got nothing to do with that. It's on you guys. You know, I am not a figure judge. So like I, 
my first year as head judge, I was scared to death of uh, Gundams. Didn't know anything about them. As far as I was concerned, they were snapped together, you know, colored robots. And I didn't know what to do with them, you know, because it wasn't my thing. And luckily, I had two guys that knew them really well. And as luck would have it, that particular year, a fellow by the name of Matt Morozik showed up. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I seen the stuff he brought in there, and they brought me over just to try to educate me on what something good is supposed to look like and that sort of thing. And I walked over and see Matt work, Matt's work. I'm like, holy cow, man, I could have judged yeah. I know yeah, spectacular he's got some good Gundams. Those were yeah, really yeah his good. Gundam stuff is really good. And yep. he's starting on the figures now too. I'm sure yep. you guys have seen some of that. Yep. And he's just a blast to watch. I just love that kind of stuff now. You know, bring me more. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> so, well, I, I was struck by one thing you said. How you said you were kind of bored of of uh, Trek right. models, and it's like I want you know it, it kind of goes into the figure thing. You know, how many Frankensteins are we going to do? How many enterprises are we going to do? Or how many, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's one TV yeah. show and six freaking movies for crying out loud. Okay. It's <laughs> yeah. like- and, and, and it's fine. I mean, you know, I don't want the Trek guys to be put off. If, you know, if you bring Trek into that room, if you, you know, mm-hmm. you'll get what you should get, you know, uh, my thing was what I used to tell people was, they're like, well, what if you have six one three fiftieth round two original series enterprises? They can't get all gold. Gold. My answer was, why not? You know, if they're finished mm-hmm. to that level, they'll get what they get. Can you t- you, can you explain that to people? I, I think a little the how you're not judged against each other because yes. I think some people. Just kind of explain that part of the Wonderfest contest system. How you're not how you're not looking at two models next to each other to come up with the winner of the contest. They're all yes. Best. So explain that to everyone, please. So uh, that was the reason, biggest reason why I took over the contest was that uh, our Pittsburgh club is like the black sheep of IPMS because they judge the same way at the Pittsburgh club as we do at Wonderfest. It's gold, silver, bronze. You know. And the way it works is uh, you're judged on a level of criteria. And the only person you're competing against is yourself. The point being is it allows you to get better. Um, you know, if, uh, uh, yeah, so you might have, there's uh, a great, I can illustrate a point. If you brought one of those enterprises into the contest room, and you decided you wanted to paint it fluorescent green. Put the decals on it, light it, whatever it is you want to do with it. If I look at that model and the paint is perfect, the seams are perfect, not seeing anything wrong with that model kit, that's their interpretation of it. It's a goal. Now, I know people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But if it eats that criteria, it doesn't matter. That's an artistic, right? It's an yeah. artistic, uh, that's how that artist sees it. No, George, it's supposed to, if I see a pink creature from the Black Lagoon, <laughs> it ain't getting nothing because the creature ain't pink. Okay. Or one is spoken about. Right. So, yeah. I hope someone but, enters but no, a fluorescent I understand green enterprise that. now. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what I did one year is, is I watched about my fourth year somewhere around there. 
I was watching some of these folks after the contest just gnashing their teeth over, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they were literally rivet counting over paint and stuff like that. There was nothing wrong with a particular piece, except they didn't like the way it was done. And you would have thought, you know, you would have thought, Jesus. Yeah, you would have thought somebody <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. killed well, somebody. And I've heard the hardware guys, you know, the figure guys you have. First of all, a lot of figures, the classic monsters were all black and white movies. So you get, sure. you can get away with a lot. Yeah. Where I think a lot of these guys are so into the hardware that they, it's supposed to be this color blue and it's supposed to be this color gray and it's supposed to be this. And, you know, <laughs> and these panel lines have to be exactly right. And so, like you, to your point, is, Yeah, some of them are real sticklers for detail. And a case in point is that Bondi perfect grade Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. It's the Millennium Falcon from the first movie with the cockpit of Empire Strikes Back. And I know guys that's driving them absolutely (laughs) bananas. Okay. And it's like, Jesus, if you got to get that close to my shit, get away. (laughs) That's exactly right. And the other thing is, is this is supposed to be fun? And mm-hmm. I was watching these folks and I felt bad for them because it ain't ridden. Holy cow. You know, this was like, just like destroying them. You know, mm-hmm. and, and like, so me being who I am, like my fourth year, I did a, I was working like 70 hours a week. I didn't have time to do anything cool. So I did this little one, 1,000th enterprise, some kind of a aftermarket kit on it. And just to be a butthead, I painted it duct tape blue. Because <laughs> it has that greenish shift to it, you know, uh-huh. which you can kind of see on some of the old video on the old '60s series, and it just had that look to it. Yeah, I heard about that all weekend. Why'd you paint that duck egg blue? So <laughs> maybe, yeah, all right. Let's mix the worlds here for a second. I don't know if uh-huh. you've seen a lot of like what Jeff Camp does, who we had on the show, or any of the miniature guys that paint with light, like hitting a surface of a figure where they actually yes. paint the shadow in different colors. That's something that would look really cool on some starships. Like if a ship's flying past a nebula where there's light reflecting off of that, and that side of the ship is a different color than the other one. And it's not just the like, oh, if more guys did that, that would be, I think. They could probably get away cool. with that more on maybe hardware too. Yeah. Um, more hard surface like an X-Wing. Yeah. Or a TIE fighter or something like that. Yeah, that's that's an Like if you're flying idea. past a like a star yeah. or there's an explosion, you would get light reflecting near the ship. It wouldn't be just flat ship colors. It would be there'd be yeah. oranges and yellows reflecting off that. That would be kind of sure. cool. Yeah, well, you know that. what? That that's the other thing I really got a kick out of figures was as years wore on, I think we start you guys we all started to see more of you were saying earlier, um, Scott, about the the black and white. Where people mm-hmm. are bringing stuff in black and white, doing mm-hmm. you know, all the all the great. Yeah. Oh, holy crap! I just love that kind of stuff. It's yeah. so cool to look at. Um, boy, I can't say enough about that sort of stuff. I just can't. <laughs> it would be yeah. I want to. Oh, I kind of want to try that yeah. now on something that I have. Sure. Yeah, but so but so here's the so here's the other thing too, uh, with the way we if, with the way we judge stuff is is uh. I want to get rid of the the the, the puff chested, you know, chest thumping stuff, you know, as if I'm better than you, or that sort of thing. You know, I, I want to get rid of that. I 
I, I see that in first, second, and third places all the time. Like you you said earlier, I smirk when I go to an IPMS contest, and they're like, "I got yeah. 15 one one forty four scale commercial aircrafts here." And holy crap, they're all like perfect. And I'm smirking like, yeah, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> Can't give them all first place, can you? You know, so guess what they do? They make up some BS thing like we're going to split the category and then they'll make up something. You know, this one's got props. This one's got engines, uh, jet engines. Um, no, I mean, if you've got good work sitting there like that they should be rewarded for that not like dude i can't believe you got a first and i got a second because mine was a twa yeah <laughs> and yours was united airlines <laughs> whatever <laughs> um yeah it's just you know that's how you find out you're getting better that's how i knew i was getting better right me too let's see how you smart know. jason is what's twa stand for transworld airlines wow i was i'm shocked you knew that i whoa look at that look at that <laughs> I'm shocked the kid knew that. Uh huh. So. Yep. Yeah. If that, I mean, if that's the way you know, that's the way folks want to do that. That's the way they want to do it. Now, the, the downside to gold, silver, bronze in a contest is, and and I discussed it up front when I first took over the contest was you're going to do gold, silver, bronze when you buy your awards. You have to be prepared to buy extra of everything. Yeah. Because what if you have a year? I've always had down? that question. When? When do you buy the awards? Before or that night? <laughs> That's... Uh, actually, I'm going to place an order in about two weeks here. Okay. Uh, based on the inventory I have left over, what I think is going to happen, how many I think we might get this year, I'm hoping to break 1,000. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be based on that, but it's just you don't want to get caught shorthanded. Right. You know. Uh, I've always wondered that. It, it's, it's funny if you look at, uh, kind of a statistics guy. Uh, it's never been lost on me that roughly if you go to any local IPMS show, regionals, or even Nats, and if you look at numbers, uh, and especially like our, our Pittsburgh club I was using as a barometer, usually about 10 to 12% of our entries every year are usually gold in Pittsburgh. It's funny how that is. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, your silver, it always is around there. And Wonderfest is around eight to nine percent. It's a little lower with more a little heavier on the silver. Uh, it just depends what you get, you know, that year. Uh, so you always have to plan for that because the last thing I want to do is tell a guy, sorry, we're out of gold, you know, I'll have to mail it to you. It's kind of <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to be there. But that's oh that's my that was what would happen. You just mail it. Well, we've never had to do we've that. We've never had to do it. Okay. No, no, we've we've never had to do that. Um, yeah. You know what one of your wise ass judges did to me one year? Oh, What's yeah. that? <laughs> What's that? Not judges, one of your helpers, Mr. Lance Woods. Oh, that oh Lance. Oh, he walks into the room and he's got one of the blue boxes. He says, Here, you know, you've always helped us and stuff. We wanted to give you something. I'm like, What? What are they doing? Okay. So I open it up and it's the glass award. But nothing on it, George. Okay. <laughs> it's just the solid, like, either it didn't get printed on or nothing whatever. Etched. And then they're like, here you go. And I'm like, hey, thanks for nothing. So, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that's what he said, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's, there you go. So that's, I never heard that that's, story. That's good. That's Lance. That's Lance. Lance. <laughs> Lance. That guy. 
Lance was one of the first people I ever met that went like my first second year of going back as like 96. I think I finally met Lance. We've been friends ever since. Oh, Oh, he's a good guy. Lance is. Yeah. And for people who don't know, we're talking about Lance Woods also helped the contest for years. He was the guy that typed in everything and set up. He did all the hard work behind the scenes that no one ever knew about. Really? It's someone has to go and put the names in the computer and do all that stuff. And that's what, Lance's job was for for years and kind of an unsung hero that had a lot of yeah. work to do. I don't know what his job is now. Yeah, the uh being a yeah, punk. Yeah, that's what his job is. He's being a punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're talking about Lance putting in the contest entries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Stephanie Stephanie so uh, she does Robert it now, right? Stephanie it. does. Yep. Yeah, she was doing that. Yeah, she's been doing it every year except last year. Everything kind of got jerked around. We lost our automatic entry program. So me and my wife ended up the whole thing was jacked up. I don't know if you remember last last year we had to do everything old school, duplicate ballots. Uh, the ballots is is the piece got judged. Uh, we ended up writing on the ballot what it got, which was a happy accident, by the way. Um, the white copy got thrown in a basket of its correct genre, <laughs> and you left the you left the yellow slip with what they won next to the piece. Um, and then they came down. There was no bank or there was no ceremony. You know, they come down to get their awards uh, from Drew and I and Stephanie and Marcy, my mm-hmm. wife. We handed them all out out of a room because we couldn't pack 400 people into a room. Right. And, uh, yeah. yep. and actually, we got a lot of I think it worked out better uh, because we got to have a little more one on one time with people that brought their pieces. And it worked out really well for us. Um, but then after that, we had to take all that shit back home <laughs> and then put it on a spreadsheet like Lance used to do. Yeah. So it would get published. Well, what I did like about it is you could look at the pieces on Sunday and say, oh, that got a gold or that got this and that got that. And <clears throat> I understand the excitement of the contest and learning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, because as an attendee, I like knowing because sometimes I'll hear or I'll go on the website and I'll say, this guy called, this guy called him. Like, what kit was that? What was, you know, and it, it's like where now, you know, or last year was kind of cool because you could, like you said, you everybody could see yeah, what everybody got. And that, um, yep. that was a know, happy so, accident. So, so there are was gonna, a plus to that. So are you going to keep doing yeah. that? We are going to keep doing that. Okay. Yeah. We're that is a great keep... change. That is. Wait, really so we don't have to listen to Hodge mispronounce names anymore? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he'll be. Well, no, he, he's already voiced. He's going to be. He's happy about it. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... <laughs> and his bad jokes and puns. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been in an award ceremony in a long time. But it's... What? The worst thing that's happened. Has anyone ever threatened your life yet? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Has anyone well, thrown a model in the garbage? Yeah, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone thrown their kit in the garbage? I have actually seen that before I even took over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a guy that was not pleased with what he got. You know, he took his hundred, couple hundred dollar kit. I saw him go out the back door of the crown. And literally just like spike it like a football in a parking lot. 
and, and it like blew up into a million pieces. <laughs> I hope it was a hardware guy. I hope it wasn't a figure guy. It it was. Yeah, it, it was a hardware guy. Yeah, we should. You know what would be guy. cool if we like we we should buy fireworks and stand out back and say, "Hey, you didn't like what you got? We'll bl- five bucks for an M80. We'll blow up your model and film it." Yeah. Too bad we couldn't have a shooting gallery. A BB gun. We could bring the varmint hunter. We'll set it up. Yep. Bring the varmint hunter. Yep. I've got my own airsoft for the laser sight. Oh, I'll nice. get on that action. All right. I can't. Can I bring my 22? I'll probably get in trouble. No, you can't bring your 22. <laughs> my AR freak no. show. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I have, uh, we have some fanboy issues, you know, like you're gonna always going to have, um, you know, I had, I had a, uh, the only thing I've really had to deal with is I had a, a situation where I guess you would call it one of the show darlings, right? Somebody that's really, really good, really good at what they do. And they, they kind of, they're deified a little bit. Uh, when, when, when this guy, you know, when this person brings a piece, everybody expected to get a goal. And uh, we had a situation where a piece was brought and it's spectacular, like it usually is, at least from what I saw. And uh, I hear my guy yelling at me from 100 feet across the room, you need to come over and look at this. And I walked over, and he said, this, this, and that, and the other. I said, okay. And I'm looking, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, so it's like a five-footer, you know. And he goes, yeah. He goes, dude, what do you want me to do? He said, he said it's a silver. And I said, can you justify why you gave it a silver? lose their minds justify why you gave it a silver yeah i said then you put down silver and he goes all right cool i said thanks i said thanks thanks for this i said because god i didn't see it i didn't really give it that good of a look over either mm-hmm. and then i commenced in taking pictures of everything that was wrong with it <laughs> and sure enough the next day the whining started and my answer was you know couple people said something and i just kind of smiled and i said he knows what he did and that's the only that's the only answer they got from me you know and if that person's true to himself he's going to tell them what was wrong you know and uh so you know you run into that it just it Mm -hmm. happens you know um uh that's really about it though people are pretty good you know and something else you guys brought up in the beginning that we've been trying to do too since i took over is uh, a couple of my judges and myself and a couple of my couple of, uh, my excellent helpers like a fellow by the name of mark cable been helping for years mm-hmm. great guy art teacher art major he's all about the art uh we have taken a couple people that we know and i know you guys know too i know when i see somebody i haven't seen in there before you know like you can kind of tell when there's like somebody new mm-hmm. and we, we try to grab two or three people we see like that every year and when they're packing their stuff up to go home we'll come we'll go up to them you know like uh we had one one young lady that was there with her mom she's probably in her mid-20s um i can't remember the piece she brought it was scratch built and from 10 feet away it was a ship it was it was it was truly spectacular from a distance and when you got up on it um made out of balsa wood you know, and it had many flaws but you could tell they were only flaws because she didn't know how to work with the medium. 
And we spent probably an hour telling her, you know, if you want to get rid of, avoid this, then you need to do this, that, and the other. And, and they were like really pleased about it. And that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. No. Yep. So I I think you're right. I think the point of the Wonderfest contest has always been to learn how to get better, not be the best. Like, and I really, and I applaud you guys for continuing to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like with the amount of people that are leaving the hobby in terms of death (laughs) and and in terms of like, you know, no one builds models anymore. Really? It's, it's tough. So to get people and encourage them, I think is the way to go, not scare them away. And it's great that Wonderfest does that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have lost folks. I've, I've lost a couple, uh, you know, two years ago. Can't believe it's almost two years. We lost Mark Youngblood. He'd been coming there since day one. Yeah. An outstanding figure modeler. Just Mark was a huge help to me. You know, just Mm -hmm. taught me a lot. You know, he's like, here's what you're doing wrong. You know, and he would tell me and, Here's how you do it. He would tell me that, you know, and then we used to email. He'd, he'd message me all the time. What are you doing now? He wanted to know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you lose again. Yeah. You know, and we lost him quick, you know, young, just a shame. Yeah. Jason just tells me, I don't have time to help you. You're on your own. What's that Jason <laughs> I hope people know that that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> If people only knew what goes on <laughs> outside of this, man, the simple oh. fact that his microphone works is a miracle. Yeah. After you came over here and screwed my computer up and it took us two hours to get it working again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. Oh yeah. I screwed it up. Yeah. Pretty, yes, pretty, much, pretty much my attitude also is as far as the contest goes is uh, I've got several display pieces coming this year too, that aren't even there to be judged. And I get emails all the time, you know, throughout the year. Um, I've got this. These are the dimensions. You know, can I bring it? I don't want to enter it. And I'm like, yeah, bring it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want cool in that room. I want people to go in there and go, yikes. <laughs> and I think, okay, I, this is maybe where we bring it up. So I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> we did our model club contest in the back room for a couple, couple years there. What did we do? Four, Scott? Three? Three. 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 So we, yeah. where we wanted, because a lot of us at the time were writers for AFM and weren't allowed to enter the contest. And we're like, well, we kind of miss that competition feeling. So we started yeah. doing almost like our own little mini pro category at, at night in the back room. There was like, and we never got the participant. And, and that's kind of why we wanted it is that cool factor. We kind of felt like, hey, since a lot of the guys that were really good that were doing the amazing, crazy things were now writers for AFM or or anything, they can't enter the contest anymore. They can put their stuff on the dealer's table, but some of those guys still want to compete. Some of those guys still want to. So we were doing this little backroom contest. We only did, like I said, three times and we did not get the participation we wanted. And I think part, like part of it was my fault in terms of the way we advertised it. Um, But I would love to be able to bring that, have you guys thought about a pro category ever or like, a? I don't even know what a pro category would be at this mm-hmm. point, but to try and get that cool factor back in, like you're saying for people, any, I don't know, thoughts on it. I, I, I think the, it'd probably take more discussion, but I think the only problem with the masters, I would call it a masters or a pro category 
would be would judge it. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And but, that's kind of how well, the way we did ours is we all judged on it. You couldn't vote for yourself, and there was one winner in that. Uh, in that, it wasn't like it was like a first place, and then we started doing. Well, and there was an entry fee too, so and there was a there was a fifty dollar entry fee. Oh, okay, and then from that from that pool of money, we paid Dave we gave for the Hodge, room. Hodge two hundred dollars. Okay, <laughs> and uh, for the room, yep. and then whoever won got the money. I mean, there was no, you know, there was no skimming off the top for anything. Right. It was it was strictly, right. and it wasn't so much about the money, but it was a way to kind of separate a little bit. Like, you know, if you're going to throw fifty bucks at it. You're going to bring your A game. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, so you had the Mike Wallace's and the Steve Rojas, uh, Shaky Dave, yep. Shaky uh, Dave. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of very well known name, Mark McGovern, um, George Ganser, Jason Walker, um, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, Robert Trock entered every year. Robert, Robert would enter something ridiculous every year, crazy big. But, and it wasn't meant to compete or anything. It was just, but like, like Jason said, the best way to judge it. And that was one of the things when it was brought up is how do we judge who judges? Yeah. And I said, well, who better to judge than yourselves? So anyone that entered judged. And then if there was a tie, you couldn't vote for yourself. We have another round of voting. Okay. Yeah. And say, okay, there's a tie. So now, Anybody that voted, blah blah blah. Okay, and um, and the first two, I believe, were decided by one vote each. Yeah. Right? Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, because it, it really, the first two narrowed down to um, two kits basically. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Um, but we like that. I like, and I, and and that's the the cool factor. I think. I'm not saying that there's no cool factor in the Wonderfest contest. But I think no, some of the guys got, got pushed out accidentally. That's a very good point. I was just about to say there should be room at the table for everybody. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Everybody that's in there, masters. Uh, and people should see that too. Right. You know, I want yeah. I want people to see your work. You know, because that's that's what you aspire to do, you know? Well, I, I know every year you guys let us uh display the stuff in the dealer or yeah, in we the are, yeah. Yes, contest sure. room yeah that's, next, yeah that's true the next day yeah. after the fact but um but we just you know, with so, covid the last cool, year but... and then this year it just it just it didn't come together the last two years because we're yeah. doing this show that's eaten up all the time that usually went into planning that but yeah, I, yeah. I, I when was the last time it. you guys when was the last time you guys did that 19? the year before covid whatever yeah the year before yeah, it got canceled. 19. Yeah. Then everything yeah. got kind of wonky. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Cause I'm still, I'm still trying to things that I had planned that I want to do. They got thrown yeah. in the garbage can, but just that, unfortunately we had no hardware guys in there when you really think about it. We yeah. No well, then we kind of kept it that yeah. way on purpose. Cause it was, it was a figure mm-hmm. modelers guy thing at that. Yeah, at, that's okay. You know? Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You so know, that I brings got me, uh, I think to my other ahead. question, mm-hmm. sponsoring awards. Yes. How many do you guys usually do? Is there a limit? How do you guys, how do you guys go about, because there are a bunch of cool other sponsored awards at the end. How do you guys, how are those judged? 
how do you sponsor an award? Is there a limit? Do you want to keep it to a certain amount? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. So typically on, on the sponsored awards, what we do is we try to, we try to fill the categories as we can, like, like juniors and teens been kind of thin lately on sponsorship. But the other thing with juniors and teens right now, we're a little thin on entry too. Yeah. Right. So I don't get terribly excited about that for now. Um, yeah, we'll do sponsorships for like, uh, like, like AFM does best figure model, right? Yeah. Right. So pretty much what I don't want to do is get another sponsor doing the same thing. You know, don't want to step on AFM's toes, nothing like that. You know, I like to keep that stuff separate. Um, uh, well, I had somebody approach me this year, uh, with, uh, wanted to do, uh, wanted to sponsor an award for best kit bashed model. And he, what he is, is he, he's a kit bash, kit bash, uh, manufacturer. He manufactures Greebly kits for like probably hardware guys, you know, if they want to scratch, build their own starship or whatever, mm -hmm. or, you know, and, uh, and I was cool with that. You know, he said, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just give a bag of a couple of my bags of Greeblies, which is worth a decent amount of money. I said, for that's people, fine. For, and Scott's going to laugh at me probably, but I just learned what Greebly was like. <laughs> This year, could you explain to everybody what Greebly is for people who don't know? It's just, uh, well, let's see if I got something here. Like back in the Star Wars days, when them guys are, you know, building their little X wings and stuff. Uh -huh. If you ever noticed, they had a giant rack of box model kits behind them, you know, and they would literally take parts off of trees, you know, and slap them on the kit. And these became known as Greeblies. Okay. <laughs> so you could have something like a, that's just some arbitrary name they gave to them. You know, and like that's Because me being, yeah. growing up a miniature guy, they were always just called Bits with a Z. Yeah. Like Bits from yeah. the Games Workshop guys. And that's what we always call it. So when I heard Greeblies, I was like, what are they talking? I'm like, oh, okay. I've even heard them called Greebles. Whatever. Okay. Because Scott, whatever. if you look. Uh, we'll talk about 3D printing, but if you go and look on some of the 3D paint print, like printing file mm -hmm. pages, they're like greebly horn greeblies, and it's nothing but 50 kinds of horns that you can print. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. greebly, and that's how I learned what it was. Anyway, sorry, I totally interrupted that. Stick ons. Oh, the sponsored awards. Sorry, the guy with the. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm just using his him as an example. Um, yeah. So. So anyhow, the way that would work with all of our sponsored awards is, is I make a point of sponsoring an award. It's something, it's something I got very serious about at five o'clock, you know, when the contest room doors shut on Saturday, I want you in this room, <laughs> not nine o'clock, not eight o'clock. I want you in this room at five o'clock Yeah, and you go through, you know, and if you're the best figure modeler or best starship or best Star Trek or whatever, Go pick that award. You grab me or Drew, you know, tell us which one it is, you know, and we'll get it entered, put it here. Um, and that's pretty much how the sponsors work, you know, and the guys have gotten really good the last couple of years about getting there early. And it's kind of fun, you know, like, like this year, I hope uh, we're going to, we've got John Eves coming. Uh, John Eves, we got Eric Chu coming, uh, who's known for Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I hope to get them to help me in the contest room, picking out the best Star Trek 
best Battlestar Galactica pieces we've got in the room. So cool. if, yeah, if anybody should know them, it should be them guys. Right. Um, I, I used them years ago and just had a good time doing it, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we really sponsor cool. those particular awards. Star yeah. Trek, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica. Um, but yeah, and there's others like AFM. Mm-hmm. And so, and correct me if I'm wrong, you don't necessarily have to have a gold medal kit to win one of those awards either. If someone, I mean, obviously it helps, but you may see a sponsor go in there for best superhero kit. Yeah. And just something really catches their eye and they say, that's it because that's the one I like. So it's, it's not necessarily a building and painting award per se. Right. Is it? I mean, it, it, that's, I am so glad you brought that up because the, <laughs> the, uh, that's, that's so important. That's why the, the sponsored awards are so important too. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example 2013, uh, a Machine and Krieger piece to Wonderfest. Uh, and probably my best, well, my best work ever then. Um, and it got a silver, right? But that same year it got the silver. It also got the, uh, starship modeler best starship award, uh, from John Lester. And then the Colorado commies out of Denver, they have a, what they call it EEOWSL award, the best example of something we like award. That's awesome. And I won that the same, those two, the same years I got my silver. And those two awards, because I know all those guys personally, meant more to me than anything in the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, I gave Lester a hug when he gave me that award, and he's whispering in my ear, quit hugging me. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, just tips for entering the contest. Like, uh-huh. what are some do's? What are some don'ts? dust your model kit before you enter oh, man correct? i was just gonna say that make <laughs> sure your model's not full of dust and cat hair and and yes yes please cobwebs <laughs> and jesus we've seen, that. we've seen that too um yeah there there's that uh let's see what else is off the top of my head uh if your piece was damaged in transit which happens yeah you know write it on write it on the form you know write it right on the form so we know you know we'll we're overlooked that, you know, we've seen stuff where something might get cracked, you know, piece fall off. And sometimes they just, you know, they can't get it glued back on or whatever, that sort of thing. Write it on, write it on the slip, you know. Um, the nice thing too, is there's plenty of guys there that bring supplies. So search oh yeah. them out yeah. because if you do break something, chances are somebody's there with what you need to fix it. And if you can't fix it, then still put it on the sheet. Look, yeah, yeah, I did my best to fix it, but you know, whatever. This this prong broke off of blah blah blah. You know, and yeah. But sometimes you can just fix it and they never know. So it's and there's plenty of guys there that um you know are there with paint brushes, airbrushes, you know, but you gotta search them out. Not everybody knows everybody, so right ask around uh that and then the other thing is um we also we're we're getting to the point where everybody wants to light everything nowadays (laughs) especially with hardware yeah and i would say to somebody that's 
in the building process of lighting, if you can avoid an actual boxy wall wart, please do that. You know, because if you got a wall wart that's, you know, that's like freaking huge, you know, we've got we've got strips and stuff, but you're only going to get so many of them on a six outlet strip, you know, and have brownouts in Kentucky from Wonderfest at some point. And I, and I, and I got a, yeah, that is a problem I had with some fired up people. I think, I think it was year, it was 2019, our last year before the pandemic. Uh, We had some people that were mega fired up that we didn't have enough fire strips and Uh, nothing I can do about that. You know, yeah. there's nothing I can do about that unless you bring your own, I guess. But um, yeah, it, it is starting to become a problem. I I will from my time as a judge. I think I I don't know maybe eight years. I, I'm not. I can't remember. But I think Scott brought it up. Use that form to your advantage. Put down as much information on that form as you can. Not every judge is going to know every single kit. So oh, yes. Like, like manufacturer, what it's made out of, if you changed anything. Like if you repositioned an arm, a judge might not know that. They might think that it came that way. Um, say you yes. changed something. Say, uh, you know, what it is. <laughs> like a lot of times you're like, what is that? I, I don't even, I've never seen that before. I don't know what that character is. I, mm-hmm. I, please, there's, right. there's yeah. you know, room to write. Use that room. Don't just put Catwoman. And that's it. You know, it's, yeah. It gets missed. Yeah. Yeah. And you also make a good point that not everybody can know everything about everything. Right. You know, with, with, with <laughs> well, and stuff. Scott you know, would beg to differ, but because <laughs> I hear it every day. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's, uh, well, cool. Um, this has been great. Before we go, yeah. What are you working on? Can you share what you're working on? Is there any secrets? Anything you want to show? What are you doing? Or are you hobbying? What I'm building? Yeah. What are you what hobbying? I'm, just yeah, just my just my moose, which is in giant pieces. Here's the other piece. Very cool. That's the, the and these two go together like this. Who makes that? Uh, believe it or not, this is uh, this is Weta Workshop, literally out of Australia. Uh huh. Uh, when I bought this kit, they had shipped it from Australia to uh, Washington State, and it was in a warehouse, and it took me about a month to get it. Um, it's the best rosin casting I think I've probably ever seen in my life. So wait, Weta's doing kits? Yeah, yeah. if you go to Weta Workshop, if you go to their website, now that's the only like hardware kit they do, but they do... Uh, pretty sure they do a lot of just naked figures too okay i'll have to check that back out because i haven't been on their site in a while cool you can buy the painted stuff too you know it's already yeah, yeah. done my wife's a big ghostbusters fan so we have we have they they did a oh my god then tell her not to watch episode what was that 30 scott doesn't like <laughs> ghostbusters you take a dump on ghostbusters oh he was a terrible movie terrible terrible movie and he's probably gonna say a lot of bad stuff about what he probably doesn't even know what wedded workshop is because i've run by a workshop because they're part of that lord of the rings fiasco (laughs) that you love okay that snooze fest lord of the rings crap but peter jackson is a huge model and so is richard taylor so that's great to hear that Weta is doing kits i love that idea i'm sure they do great work actually i am sure they do great work I would like to say, because no one's mentioning it, 
For those of you go to going to Wonderfest, your entry hours are Saturday, June 4th from 8 till noon. Yes. The price is $10 per first two models for adults with up to eight additional entries free. So basically you can order, you can enter 10 kits for $10 if you wanted, uh, according uh, to that. Yeah. So here's where that gets wonky. Okay. It's a, it says $10 for the first two kits. So it's $20. Yeah. Ah, see, that, I can do the, math. The, Jason, Scott, can. Scott, Scott, does that seem wonky to you? No, no, that's that's yeah, no, it doesn't. It, it okay, does. so it seems to me it's no, I just didn't read it right, one. but you, you're read right. Ten dollars <laughs> per ten dollars per first two models, so that's twenty dollars. Yeah, and then after you do two, you get eight additional entries free, right? So I think George is 20. right because someone like me would go, That's ten dollars for two models, but because you're an idiot, okay. <laughs> Um, so, so am I, because I yeah. misunderstood it the first year. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm like, oops. So, and then no, once you said seven. it, and I went and thought about it, I said, oh, that's right. Okay. So, for <laughs> um, for for teens, um, it's $8 per first two models. And then, again, the same eight additional. And that's ages 13 to 19. So, don't even try it, Jason. <laughs> and anybody 12 and under enters for free. I'm very useful so, looking. What are you talking about? But, um, you know, and check out the contest room. Sometimes it gets crowded. Um, right. And please it's less crowded on Sundays. Day. I will tell you that it's less crowded on Sundays. So, um, yep. I've Any been other, fortunate uh, changes to be able to get to in the there Ooh, um, after hours for years because I knew John and Drew. So I, I and now I know George. So, I, you, George, you've probably seen me in there a hundred times after hours. Just, and he turns around and walks the other way. And then I, uh, well, most people do. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> I just like not being rushed. And and I used to be one of those nuts that had to take pictures of them all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now oh, it's yeah. like, there's so many pictures online. I could care less about taking pictures mm-hmm. anymore. I doubt. I don't even bring a camera anymore. You know, I so have, I, I have my wife bring the Nikon. She takes pictures of everything. She, yeah, I used to do that and put them all on like discs you. And, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. But, the, thing uh, freak, the thing that freaks me out, though, is after, after the fact, when it's over, when those pictures get posted, I'll stop and go through some of them. And I, as God is my witness, I'm like, I didn't see that. Yep. Every yep. year it happens. Every yeah, year. Oh, yeah. Every that does happen. That does Every happen. time. And I'm really mad yep. because it's like really spectacular, but it just happened to be something that I wasn't judging. I yep. was off the other side of the room or whatever. But you're working. When you're working, it's it's hard to see. Yeah. yeah it's any yeah. other and, changes and, to the contest? Like are things in the same place? Time of the ceremony? In the same place. Yeah. The the one thing that I'm pleased about, I'm kind of pleased with myself about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it bug me for years, but my first year I took over the the risers that I built, uh-huh. the pictures. That had to get done. Yeah. I told Davis, I'm going to need some money. I'm building some risers. I said, we got to get the miniatures off the table, get them on risers, right, 20, 20 millimeter and smaller. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, I, rem- I, I mean, back, I don't know, were you there when the contest was in the dealer's room? Did you ever see yes. that? And yes. how there was risers on that too, even for some of that to get some, I like that there was some up high that were right yeah. there. Well, and, and the other thing was, is, is uh, matter of fact, that wasn't my first year running the contest. It was my second year. What happened the first year that made me do that is we found four or five miniatures that never got judged. We almost missed them because they were under they were on a table 
you know, like two of them we found were underneath a saucer on an Enterprise, you know, which is like massively huge anyhow. And there's these two little like 90 millimeter figures that were really nice underneath. And Drew's like, dude, did you see those? I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, for those of you that don't know, miniatures is a category, even though I'm looking at the website right now and it's still not updated. But on uh, All right. It's you're gonna have to get on their ass, George. But because I know I had PM you because someone had asked me. Yeah. Um, but miniatures is a category, so. Um, yes. God, I can't believe it still isn't on there yet. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, all right. So I, you know, I have a question, George. Is it standard procedure that you wait till four days before Wonderfest to ask somebody if they're bringing the special award, or is that just reserved for me when uh <laughs> when. <laughs> When they say, this "Hey, you casting an award?" Here we go. Are you, are you talking the about? The, are you talking about the Mike Parks award? Yeah, the Mike Parks award. So, you're you're going to get that message later tonight when we got done here. I was oh yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, what's using the show for his personal beef airing? Like, no, right, it's, it's it's funny because the first year, the first year it was a real crazy rush. Okay, yeah. and then I ended up running into material problems, and but I got it done. I got it done. And um, so then the second year, I figure at this point, it's my baby because it's, you know, I'm the one with the mold and everything. <laughs> so the, the second year, Lee waits till like a week before Wonderfest. And he's like, hey, you can do that, right? And I'm like, and it was funny. I was I was sitting there and I was telling Jason and Steve at the time, I was like, I wonder when they're going to call me and ask me, <laughs> you know, or, I wonder when they're going to call me and ask me about this. And I planned on doing it because, and then I think the next year was you yes. got a hold of me, and I, I was like, yeah, we're we're already worked out, and we're good, and uh, <laughs> so. But it, it was funny because it was like, you know, they waited till like the last minute the first two years, and it was like, you know, and the first year was a legitimate. They didn't know what to do. They didn't have molds. They didn't have anything. I had to borrow somebody's award take it apart i ended up screwing up the paint job on it thank god it was a guy that could paint and fix it so he was really cool about it yeah um shaky dave actually is who it was and then so i was able to get his apart and mold it and um but uh no man we're good to go we're good to go matter of fact all i have to do is cat the two pieces are cast already so i just have to do the other one and uh good so uh, we're good to go. And I actually need to cast two because I need to cast a master because if it ever has to be remolded, Ooh. we need yeah. a master. So um, good idea. This year, ahead. I cast two. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, when I first took over, you know, I'm getting my bearings, you know, and I'm like, so you know, I'm talking to John. I'm like, so, you know, when do you, you know, when do you deal with these, you know, when do you deal with the awards, you know, you know the main awards, the contest, ah, uh, you know, you, you got to worry out. Jason says like, Jason at the award center says like 10 days before I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) no, that's not, no, I don't, I don't know. That is not how I work. I'm proactive. proactive. I think actually you were the earliest. um, When you did ask me last year, I think you were the earliest to have asked me. I I think I had like two or three weeks when you asked me. I did. Uh, I did a, I did a job that I retired from doing spent 27 years that being proactive was everything. And if you got your ass in a bind and you were reactive, you <laughs> regretted it for weeks. And that's how I, that's just how I approach everything. Yeah. You know, don't get caught with your pants down, you know? Yeah. So yeah, 
No, that's fun. I just had to I just I had to bust you guys up a little bit in that because it was <laughs> it was funny for about two years. It was like, all right, I wonder when they're gonna call this year. And it's like, you know, I know I'm gonna make it, but it's like still, yeah, I get still, it. It's like, yeah, how far are we gonna push that envelope? How because the one year it was the first year it was so screwed up that I was supposed to do the AFM class on Friday. And I had to cancel the because I ended up being home an extra day molding so I could get that thing cast and paint. And, you know, so I didn't come down till later on Friday as opposed to I was going to come Thursday. So, yeah, I literally, matter of fact, that was the year Steve and I literally painted it in my room. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, well, oh. I primered it. And then, you know, basically I just primered black and, you know, highlighted it up with the bronze uh, like paint. But it's like Steve and I are. He's like, you're gonna paint in the room. I, go, I got tons of cardboard. We're gonna put cardboard everywhere. He's just it's gonna it. stink. Yep. And I'm like, I don't care. And uh, and yeah, with the first year we painted it in uh, in that my sounds room. like a good time actually. Huffing paint. So true. Room. I see, well, and I it's see. only appropriate because yeah. Terry was telling us the story of Mike casting in the car and shit like that and the way to chiller and stuff like that so it's it's only appropriate for mike that that that's how that first year went but yep. uh sounds like yeah. something mike would do yeah but the last two years now i've gone down there with the finished product in the car nice so yep. yeah yeah I, sw- I switched over to lacquer two years ago so i'd be in hell uh, that's uh, really rowdy oh uh, it was well it was you know it was uh i think it was just krylon so it was well, that's pretty. That's hardcore. That's oh yeah, that was hardcore. That's good yeah, stuff. Well, you know, <laughs> fast. You'll come down after a couple of days. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, well, are yeah. you crawling bed with somebody, right, Jason? What? Thanks for joining us. It's been awesome. <laughs> you got, yeah. You uh, okay. What's the uh, what's how much time do people have to come? How many weeks till they have to complete their models? Holy cow! Are we down to what six weeks? Six weeks. Well, this no, won't air till what the first Friday. The It'll be Friday, fifteenth. Okay, so as of today, which today is the eleventh, we have fifty-two days, three hours, twenty-eight minutes, and forty-six seconds. Oh, you're on the website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, George, go. I'm kind of prepared when I start this stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not always, but you know, sometimes. Hey, um, and, uh, what do you know about the room block? Are they sold out or are they, and did they add more? Cause I know they okay. were close. Yeah. Cause okay. So the, the room block is sold out twice and Dave had to go down and get more rooms. And as far as I know, it's the latest block is not sold out. Okay. This one sells out. They're done. He's got nothing else we can get. So that's a, a good, good sign. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. That is a very good problem to have. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seriously, and, thank uh, you so much. This has been just great. I we should do this every year before Wonderfest on the show. Do a little contest any, update and anytime you guys are right. Yes, you well, guys are you guys are exactly who I hope to be. This is like <laughs> hanging out at Wonderfest. So. Yeah, we we'll grind on your nerves eventually. I'm sure. <laughs> I doubt well, it. Jason will. <laughs> and uh, what? For those that don't know, Wonderfest is June 4th and 5th at the Crown Plaza, Louisville Hotel. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on Friday the 3rd, though, a lot of painting classes. And uh, there's even a computer, um, I saw, a ZBrush yeah. class. for, um, But it looked like it was more geared towards hardware guys at, at this yeah. point. But um, yeah. it still looked That's cool. Fine. You could learn yeah, something no matter cool. who you are at that. It's It still looked cool. So. Yeah. Um, 
that's the weekend. Uh, it, it's a great time. There's a, it's a great hotel. I still love the hotel. I miss the old bar, but I do. You know, Me too. Every, Especially the old bar. The bar. Yeah. 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 And the old, the old paintings, it was like Scooby-Doo with all the guys, you know, you were wondering if all the paintings were watching you and stuff. I mean, it had a charm to it back in the day. And, and you know, the hotel's still fine, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun back in the day. A lot uh, of things have lost their character. Know, before the hardware guys took yeah. over, you know. Oh, yeah, the hardware guys, we, yeah. should, we should mention real quick, George, because you are a hardware guy, that when him, when Jason and I started going in 95, right. okay. Haven't missed a the show yet. The hardware was almost nil. Okay. Right. I mean, it was not right. a big it was zero. thing. And right. it's just really, I, I, I'm venturing to guess you get two to one probably hardware to figures, maybe number wise. Yeah, we do yeah. now. Young, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I had a interesting conversation in my second year, Mark Havocan. And that seemed to be something he was worried about. And I told him, I said, look, I know how this contest started, you know, exactly what you just said. I knew mm -hmm. it started out figures and, you know, the hardware showed up, but like I told Mark, I said, I want you to understand. I want it. I want an equal amount of both because they're interdependent on each other. They truly are. Yeah. Um, I, get a, I get a kick out of the fact that we put like our best year is 826 models. One genre. Right, sci-fi, horror, fantasy—you know, all that stuff under one roof—and you compare that to like the Nats, IPMS Nationals. They do maybe like twenty-five hundred, but that's across a whole bunch of different genres, you know. And that's why we're interdependent on each other. And and I and I mm -hmm. told Mark, Mark was on me kind of sort of about you got your guys got to be harder on how the how these figures are judged. I said, there's a balance. I said, there's a balance. You have to be very careful. I said, I do not want to drive people away. You know, I said, we need, you know, for the figures and stuff. I said, my biggest fear, because I'm not a figure modeler, my biggest fear was don't screw that side up. Get somebody in there that knows what they're doing. Yeah. And it was a good conversation, you know, because I got to know him a little bit. And uh, I had the same, matter of fact, I had the same conversation with Mike Parks. Fortunately, it was only for two years. You know, I got to know Mike a little bit too, and uh, thank God, you know, thank yeah. God I did. Oh yeah, Mike. Mike was a great, good, great, great guy. Great. Oh, guy. He's a trip, man. He's yeah. He, he was everything everybody told me he was. You know, when I got to meet him. Yeah. And if I could tell you a really quick story, for sure. It turns out, you know, Mike and Donya, right, living up in Columbus. It turns out one of their dearest friends was a close friend of mine that I went to high school. Oh wow. It just wow. come up in conversation. They're like, how do you know her? I said, I graduated <laughs> from high school with her. And they're like, oh, way. <laughs> hey, wait, that we didn't Louisville. even go over that. Where do you live? Well, right now, I'm living, I, we live in Louisville. You're in Louisville? Uh, okay. So, all right. I was, I was raised in Pittsburgh. Got transplanted to Ohio for 40 years. We're sorry. And then, yeah, I'll say. And then, <laughs> then the, uh, Terry lives in that state. You don't want to be anywhere. <laughs> Terry, oh, that house ate Brian Clark. Um, <laughs> CG Blade, uh, Blade. Jamie Sy. What's with <laughs> Ohio and my? There's a lot of people in Ohio that are into this yeah. stuff. You know, five years ago, my, my wife got an, uh, an opportunity to take a transfer down here to Louisville 
right about the time I was eligible for retirement. So goodbye. <laughs> so we, we were in the Columbus area, though, weren't you? I mean, you were in the area of. Um, I was northeast. Uh, I was up in Youngstown. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, about 50 miles from Cleveland and 70 miles from Pittsburgh, right? So Youngstown's pretty much on the border with Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 10 minutes out my front door, I'm in PA. Yep. You know, the teacher's making faces at me who doesn't know geography at all. I was all just going to say, look at Mr. Geography Wiz over here. Yes. So that's how we are with <laughs> That's how I am with Indiana. Yeah. I'm 10 minutes. Oh, but I bet you got your little Lord of the Rings map and know where the mountain is. Uh, I know where the where Misty Mountain is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, I want to go back for one second before we go the I, for people for figure guys and we're talking to you now if you get mad that you see spaceships at the show don't because they're just as much of a misfit as you are with your Frankenstein monsters models um, they're not welcome at the eye like they're looked at as weirdos at, at the other ones by the military guys just as much as we're looked at as weirdos by those guys as well and the fact that Wonderfest is a place for everybody, like like you said, George, for all sci-fi, horror, fantasy, it's the same thing. It, like yep. that's that stormtrooper you're painting rides on that thing or rides in that thing. Like it all goes together, and it's okay. We, it's it's great that there's a place for everybody. And it yes, it's changed a lot, and it's and it's hard. It's shocking, I like, but I'm a figure okay. guy. I like looking at the hard. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, and on the because I look at it, go. There's no yeah. way. I could do that, okay, <laughs> ever. Like when you look in the cockpit, be honest, you don't do a lot of modeling. You anymore. see the the lighting and the detail, and and uh-huh. you know stuff that if you're three feet away, you're not even going to see. But you know you're at Wonderfest, so you see it's lit. Well, why is it lit? And you get down there and you look at it, and you go, "Wow, you know, wow." So, so my ver- my version of that was years ago. Somebody brought a, I think it was one sixth. I'm not sure, but it was it was it was a figure. It was Sean Connery. Indiana Jones, you know, dressed as Henry Jones, you know, with his hat and his little glasses and his umbrella. And I'm looking at that thing. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? And I was like, you, I'm like, no way. I could never yeah. do that. It's been a hundred years and it would never look like that. It's weird. And, That's how my, like my brain, yeah. it's the same way. Like for me to, I always think three dimensionally on a, on a surface. And so the flat surface of like a spaceship or a car. I want to add shading or I want to do something. And I'm like, yeah. nothing that looks right flat. And I'm like, no, that's not. And I, I painted a plane recently and I think it just, to me, it just sucks because I can't just. I and I'll tell you, head. I wish we could draw some more military, some military guys in there, no. you know, get and, them out of oh, there. Actually, they have their own stuff. No, but, but actually the more the merrier. I, that's no, how I look at it. Actually, I'll tell you a story. My, my, my Pittsburgh club, my PMS club, mm-hmm. those guys are, outstanding modelers i was brought into that club because there was no sci-fi modelers there and they average about 20 to 25 people at their at their meetings once a month sometimes more and my buddy from wonderfest brought me in down there and we were the only skiffy guys in there only sci-fi guys you know and they were really cool these guys are all right they tease they poke fun 15 years later they're bringing X-Wings. You know, they started down at, mm-hmm. and these are guys, I'm telling you, these, these are guys that go to IPMS Nats, and they've won dozens of golds in first places, best of shows, you know. And our joke back to them was when they screw with us is, how many Messerschmitt 109s can you build? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Good God. 
Yeah. Well, then we get the same thing. You know, how many enterprises can you build? You know, this, that, and the other. But they're gifted modelers. Starting this year, they, last year, they come to their first Wonderfest. And they brought stuff. It cool. was all sci-fi. Yeah. And they were silvers. It, it was silvers, their first attempts. And it's because they had a background in aircraft. You know, they went for the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Other things. And they told me they had the time of their life. It's a, I it's thought, a, and I, I think thought. people, once people go to Wonderfest, they see that it's more of a, it's a fun atmosphere. It is not a, yeah. <laughs> you gotta rivet count everything, like you guys said. Yeah. But yeah. They, it, I, I could not have been happier. Plus, they found out we like to drink. So, <laughs> Jason likes to drink. That helps. I do. I, do. I like to drive him to drink. It makes, <laughs> it makes the voices go away. That's all I, you know, it helps. Hey. If Wonderfest was a week long, he'd be doing crack cocaine. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Well, seriously, thank you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay. Thanks, fellas. Take care, George. Hi, George. I'll talk Thanks. to you soon. All right. Wonderfest is almost here. I hope everyone has their uh, entry ready. And I hope we see a lot of really cool stuff. And I, and I really, after that, I hope everyone takes to heart. Yes, hardware has kind of taken over that contest quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. but you know what? That doesn't mean we can't show up and bring stuff there as the uh, figure guys. So, knock it out of the park this year. Uh, make them remember how that show started. That was a figure show, mm-hmm. you know. And well, like we talked to George, you know, they kind of need us. We kind of need them. Yeah. And I don't care as long as Wonderfest keeps going. Right. I don't care how many hardware guys are there, you know. And I like my share. I have my share of some spaceship kits mm-hmm. and I have my share of, um, you know, one thing we hardly ever touch on is show rods. And I was a big, uh, Tom Daniels fan. I think that started with hot wheels as a kid and the red Baron car. And that was a Tom Daniels design. And, um, so Tom Daniels did a lot of the iconic sixties show cars. The paddy wagon, the red baron, the beer wagon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some other ones. The dragon wagon, uh, Rommel's rod. Okay, so all of those. I'm surprised you don't have that one, actually. I have a rod, not Rommel. It's a, yeah, it's a German half track with two skeletons in it. Okay. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, that was always one of my favorites, actually. I've seen some really nice buildups and Tom Daniels has a website. Actually, I believe he's still alive and will autograph prints as well, but um, love Tom Daniels stuff. I, I just, I always have. So I'd like to see, um, there's gotta be some of you out there that have buildups, send them up to us, show us in the gallery. And uh, you know, I, I love figure kits. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'd like to see hardware out there too. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing, have we gotten any hardware gallery stuff? I don't really think so. And we need to get some hardware guys on here. Yeah. We'll have Iverson on again. We can wake him up. <laughs> we'll have Steve come on again. Yeah. Steve's in Chicago this week for the Star Trek. Oh, that's uh, right. That was last weekend. Dang. Yeah. And you know, Takai was there and Shatner. So I wonder I how told you, I texted you about it. I was going to, we could have got our. Well, yeah, I know, but man, Takai and Shatner, that would have been funny. Yeah. You know, seeing them pass each other in the hallway. <laughs> All right. Voicemails, emails, and corrections. All right, here's our voicemail, Scott. We have three of them. 
the first one came in the day we recorded the last time. So it's been, it's been sitting on here for a while. And the funny thing about this is when you get Google voice, it'll transcribe the voicemail that is left. And the, the transcription of this email or this voicemail is so different than is what is actually said that I have to read it afterwards. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. Here we go. The Joker has returned. Hello, this is the Joker. I was wondering, will Scott ever honor that favor that he's promised me when he tried to run me off the road tried to run all those years ago because he had a piece of pocket in his hand and wasn't paying attention? Shame on you, Scott. And shame on you for not being home when I come calling for life. Ava, <laughs> I'll see you soon, Scotty. <laughs> Bye. That's a good Joker. All right, but now I have to read this to you. Here we go. Hello. Okay. Should I read it in a Joker voice? No. No, please. Okay. You can barely read it. Hello, as a- this is Joker. Uh, I was wondering. All right, I'll start. Hello, this is Joker. I was wondering. Well, Scott, even honor that favor that he promised me when he tried to run me off the road all those years ago because he had a piece of pocket in his hand and wasn't paying attention shame on you scott and shame are you for not being dead oh when i come calling for life paper i'll see you soon scotty dog (laughs) so i see so i see this before i listen to the voicemail and it's all I see is shame on you for not being dead. Yeah. And I was like, and, uh, yeah. I was like, Scott's got cancer. Like, what the hell? What is going yeah, on? Scott's got, Scott's got cancer. Shame on him for not being dead. Or, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh my god. And then when I listen to it, it's nothing like that. So, oh my god, shame on you for not being dead. I think if we make t-shirts, <laughs> shame on you for not being dead. <laughs> that's our t-shirt. Shame on you for not being dead. Model Club TV. So, Joker, thanks for calling in again. I appreciate it. I think Joker's friend calls in at the end here. The next one is from, you know, CD. I had an idea for, I was talking to George after our interview. Yeah. Um, and I had an idea for a hardware guy's shirt and it would be size matters. And then on the back to hardware guys. Stop fucking telling people these ideas, dude. Okay. Just do them. I'm an idea guy. You are an idea guy. You're not an action guy. That's all right. We have, a, we have a, actually, a... for those of you waiting, I do have my quote for the big Galuna, and hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I'll be sending that to a molder and caster. Dude, that should have been in news and reviews. I forgot. Sorry. Oh, God. So now this is going to be buried back in here. All right. Who cares? From that CG Blade. bother me. <laughs> That's true. So from CG Blade, we have another voicemail. Hold on. Let me get my pillow. Uh-oh. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. All right. Let me start this out by, uh, if I see Scott, Falling asleep. Okay, good. During this little thing here, I'm going to have a surprise for him at Wonderfest. Uh oh, a surprise, so, Scott. If you act like you're falling asleep during this, I am going to give you a surprise that you'll never forget. I don't know if I want that surprise. Okay, let's start this out by, um, right. you know, you showed us a picture of the Terminator from 1996. 96. So was that the last time you actually painted Scott? Was that the last time you I painted? Mean, it, was that it? No, we'll I mean, you're it. showing us a picture of a model, and it was 96. 
Is that it? I mean, I, I just don't get it. But uh, maybe the rest of the world does. Um, so uh, here is my top ten movies A top 10 of all list. time. Uh, In one from minute? 1968, Five Million Years to Earth. And that was the American title. And the English title of it was Quarter Mass in the Pit. If you haven't seen it, you can get it at Amazon. It is a fantastic movie and is one of Hammer's best films that they ever put out before they started their bloodbath. <laughs> the other nine movies are all John Carpenter movies. And um, so, uh, and like I listed in the comments section, um, on this uh, 43rd anniversary podcast, um, it's the slap fest at the Oscars, the movie that's going to come out. So I'm, I'm going to give that one a high rating before it even comes out. So both you guys take care, and I'll see you in like a month and a half or something like that. Take care, and uh, remember, wherever you go, there you are. All right. I, I like his bloodbath. Before the <laughs> was, bloodbath. But he answered a question for me, because I had this vague memory as a child of this alien movie with grasshoppers, and it's that movie. And now huh. I know. Now I need to go back and like rewatch because I, I always just remember, like, why were these grasshopper insect? What, it, what movie? I thought I dreamed it, and then there it was. That was it. That was it, huh? You sure for you it wasn't Bugs Life? Anyway. So 96, that was your uh, a Terminator? Um, 96 when I Terminator. No, I have painted since then, and I've showed it a hundred times. It's right up here. <laughs> Is this uh, Jaeger uh, quarter scale creature from the Black Lagoon that I did at Wonderfest Boot Camp. I want to say in 2017, maybe. So, uh, All right. Our last so, voicemail. Oh, real quick, he said his his uh, the rest of his movies are John Carpenter movies. I'm going to recommend a podcast, to everybody, uh, on YouTube, Red Letter Media. I watch that thing. They are the best. They're up in Milwaukee or Wisconsin or somewhere, and they talk about movies all the time. And they are hilarious. They're really big Star Trek fans. Scott, one of the guys is. You would two of them are. Um, but they did a whole two episode series of ranking every John Carpenter movie. And it's really well done. Everyone, please check out Red Letter Media. They have thousands upon thousands of followers, so they don't need our help. But I don't think a lot of us know about them. So please, Red Letter Media, watch them. Um, and finally, I think the Joker's friend Pennywise called. Yes, I have a comment. This is Pennywise the Clown. Does Scott want to float a boat with me? Or Jason? Or Trevor? Or Robert Truck, the all flow down here. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Okay, there's a voice at the end. We need someone to identify that voice. I think I have an idea now. Okay, but I'm going to read this. Is? Hold on, let me read this transcript too. <laughs> yes, I have a comment. This is Pennywise the Clown to Scott. Much float a boat with me, or chasing, or travel. Or Robert Truck. Oh no, down here. Are you guys home? <laughs> That's what All right, who do you think it is? I think it's our friend, my doppelganger, Neil DeConte. That's what I think too. That's what I think too. That's what I, and okay. if that is, that's well done, Neil. Well done. Um, all right, voicemails. Thanks for sending those in, guys. 
And we have a couple emails. First, is there a number for voicemails? Maybe if oh yeah, voicemails. Who runs this fucking thing? Me. Okay. Voicemail 708-816-4299. 708-816-4299. Leave us a voicemail. Did you choose that one on purpose? Because it had 42 in it? I did. I did. And then for emails, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com. Modelclubtv at gmail.com. All right. So I alluded to this earlier in the gallery. We have Vlad Petnicki and some a collab, if you will, like all the young rap artists with uh, Bill Monster Jones. Uh, there's a Spinosaurus that's going to be in there and some Godzilla stuff. So there's some cool stuff in there. And check it out. He sent us. I got the pictures here. I got all that. We're running a bit long. Uh, not my fault. We're not. Mm. Look, man, you can't control your woman. That ain't on me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And our first official email. Ever? Well, no. I'll start this. This kind of sums it up. Sums it up? So from Vlad Petnicki. <laughs> Gonna let that go. Huh? Sums it up? <laughs> yeah, I am. So Late here, folks. Uh, the, this from Vlad Petnicki describing the kits in the gallery. These two big puppies uh, for now. Going to give Bill two more kaiju commissions. Oh, my. I don't care. All right. Brian Clark. <laughs> Hi, guys. I was watching episode 43, and I have an issue with Scott's comment about my comments on his painting. I did not say he has never painted anything. I said that I have not, having seen most of his work, I would like to see more of it. I know you are a good painter. However, all I have seen is your Godzilla and the Terminator. Both are cool. I just want to see more, as I am sure others would as well. That being said, kick rocks for the attack on my character. In regards to that, Jason, how can you say I'm an ungrateful and agree with the human Moby Dick you work with? Not only was I very grateful, I, s- I sent, <laughs> I believe, three thank you emails and also asked you to wait till Wonderfest to save you some shipping. You shook your head in agreement like I was a lemming, like the lemming you are to Scott's Pied Piper. I had higher (laughs) expectations for you. Just like my students, you have let me down. I cannot wait to see you guys at Wonderfest and kick your asses. Love the show. See you soon. I had to run this thing through the the Sasquatch translator in Google. So it was like, (laughs) I could understand it, but all right. So let me, uh, I could piggyback on this. Okay. Mr. Clark posted on his Facebook page <laughs> the other day, and he was working on a model of something. It's hard to tell what it is with the paint he put on it. And, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. Okay, wait a minute. That was that guy. That was not me. I did not say that, and I do not agree with that. Oh, here it is. So he, he was he was painting a base. And he wrote a little painting session this afternoon. Came out pretty nice. Finally got the airbrush to work. Guess I should actually clean it. Who knew? So again, this is just an example of what a Neanderthal he is. Okay. <laughs> so uh David Keller 
comments and says the instructions when you took it out of the box said clean after use. Now, you know, I can't resist that. Somebody set something up in the rim like that for me. I'm going to dunk it. It's like a T-ball. Okay. It's like right there. Yeah. So I responded, David Keller, he doesn't read. He's your basic house ape. <laughs> and then Dave wrote back, hired to be an English teacher and made a crazy emoji, which I replied, yeah, go figure. And then Dave replied again, who needs English? I'm never going to England. Raya or Homer Simpson. Okay. <laughs> so Mr. Clark responded to us and said, Wow, you two having a conversation is awe-inspiring. It's like watching two monosyllabic superstars attempt communication. Whatever. <laughs> oh, communicatio. Sorry, he didn't spell that right either, and I didn't call him <laughs> out. Okay, attempt communicatio. Communicado. Maybe you can learn sign, <laughs> learn sign language like Bobo. See, notice how we go back to the ape? I'm just saying. Okay, okay? all right. So then I responded to him, I can understand you are in awe of us. Who wouldn't be? No, oh, that's true, though. Yeah. That, yeah that so, true. so take that, you ungrateful bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree. All right. Dan Cherney yeah, D- sent a pretty good uh, email as well. Again, Dan, we hope you're doing well. And this brings you some joy. Uh, dear gentlemen, guys, folks, or whatever you call yourselves today. Said, we pretty much can identify what <laughs> what jerks are. So if someone, if we were ever in a Senate hearing, and they said, "Do you know what a jerk is?" I could pointed, definitely say, "I other. sure do." Yeah, he's right <laughs> there. He's right there. Okay. <laughs> oh man! So there you go. All right. I have a serious question that I've been wondering about my whole life. I'm going to be 64 years old this year, and I'm a veteran models modeler since I was originally owned the first issue Aurora Long Boxes. Like most of the viewers of the show, my passions have always been with models of figures, sci-fis, monsters, cartoons, assorted pop culture stuff. During my younger years, I spent some time in model clubs obsessed with tanks and airplanes. I entered the hobby shop contest with Jeeps, army figures, and ships. I pen paled with kaiju lovers, diorama makers, and more tank fanatics. I spent the time being a member of IPMS and all of those situations while filling a small part of my modeling social void. Left me feeling alone and a bit misunderstood. I get all that. I really do. But now I am seeing more of the world of miniatures, which seems to at least have more in common with my likes that former groups. Plus, I find myself slack-jawed and shocked with amazement to see what miniature artists are doing with their hobby with paint and building. The internet shows painting painting a building examples that make many of our beloved ranks pale in comparison, especially taking into account the scale. Yet, the wall between us figure modelers and the miniature guys seems as wide as the rift between IPMS and your show. My question is, why is there a rift? What the figure modelers and the miniature artists could learn and share with each other is immense. Why is there a rift from someone who really wants to know? I think we have so much to learn from each other. All right. My take. Because I started out a miniature painter. And then a garage kit guy, and then kind of back to miniatures. I think it's a generation thing. I think it's a Gen X thing. Like miniatures started in the 70s. Well, you had classical, like army painter guys, like boomer generation. But when it came to like Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy, that's a 70s and onward. Yeah, that started late 70s, right? Yeah. 
so i think it's a lot of guys my age so it's it just never and then the people who are in the garage kit like we've talked about are boomers who are sci-fi b-movie guys classic monsters that sort of thing and i think that's where the rift is that the miniature guys don't want to paint the subject matter and we don't the garage kit guys don't want to paint i think it's changing though i think there is some of the garage kit guys are starting to bleed back over like what i showed today that's that's a miniature technically but it's a garage kit because it's an anime figure um it i I think so much could be learned from the miniature guys when you do look and i i hope and this goes to the contest i hope no one takes this the wrong way but a lot of our stuff looks like toys in comparison to what they do it looks like renaissance painting compared to what some of our guys do and it's Mm. it's i think everyone if you don't please get out of this garage kit bubble go go on instagram and just type in miniature hashtag miniature painting or hashtag uh citadel or games workshop or any of that stuff and look at what some of those guys do it's like it's cool um Please go and look at that stuff. And again, if you're a miniature painter and you found us, I w- we love to have you here because my people. Um, but there's big scale stuff you could apply all of that knowledge to and make it look awesome. So, Scott, do you have an, a thought on that as well? Well, and we touched on this with George a little bit in the interview yep. as well. Um, and so the style of painting, I, there's a lot of the same techniques, but the way you apply them is different mm-hmm. on the miniatures. And I would like to touch into the, um, and and again, we've talked about it before, when we went to that hobby expo and the work we saw there. Now, there was a lot of military stuff. And and that's that was the World Figure Painting Contest or competition. I forget what the name, World Figure Hobby Expo thing. Yeah, it's. But um, we came back from that after a fun train ride on the way home, but we came back from that and I dared go to the clubhouse and kind of challenge garage kit guys and say, Hey man, we got to up our game. And, um, you know, a lot of guys got offended at that and it wasn't that I'm cutting down garage kits, but, and, and I'll recommend a Facebook group to people. I think it's called, uh, crap what is it the weathered what weather weathered models weathered models and it's mostly military stuff most of it dude sometimes you see that stuff and it looks like real shit yeah okay i'll, I'll recommend recommend at bust the at symbol and bust uh-huh and and you know again and, I'm not, anyone notice every time i talk he yawns <laughs> I, I can't help it God. well because it's like you're yawning um So <laughs> like he talks and I go, Ooh. so um, it's when you play with your beard, it makes me yawn. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I think you're right. A lot of it's generational. And a lot of the boomers grew up and a lot of the garage kid guys have the same story as we always see. We go into, um, yeah, I, you start with Aurora and then you kind of grew up 
And then you started buying some reissues, and then you started looking around, and then you saw garage kits, and then Wonderfest came along. So I mean, it, it's it's the same progression. Yeah. And so you are kind of an ab- anomaly that you know yeah. you want miniatures and yeah yeah. Uh, I just I I want people to just try it. Go look at some of that stuff, and I want. Everyone likes to call themselves an artist in our, in our hobby until they have to do an artist thing and critique their work or have someone else critique their work and tell them, Hey man, it's not as good as you think it is. It looks like a toy. You, you, you need to right. go and look at what some of those other guys are doing that really, you know, understand how paint works and understand how light works and not to sound like a snob, but people need to really, and this goes into the Wonderfest contest. We need to up our game. And I, I, you said mm-hmm. it and caught flack for it, but it's true. And P- I hope people don't take offense to what I'm saying. It, it, it's what we talked about with George. It's a learning thing. Go there to learn. Go and look at that. Go and look mm-hmm. at what people are doing and, and ask them how they did it. And if they're not willing to tell you, go find someone else and say, how did they do that? And they can maybe yeah. help you. Like, Come on, we gotta we gotta really up that game. I, I if if anything, please. Otherwise, this is gonna die, <laughs> and you're only gonna have miniature stuff. But anyway, well, and, and again, we talked about it with George the uh, the separation of the sci-fi guys and the figure guys are looked at in IPMS and all that. And so the best way to close that separation is to close that gap. Yeah. And again, I'm not busting on figure kit guys at all. There's some no, really talented guys yes. out there. Okay, but if you're gonna go to IPMS shows with with figures and stuff, man, up your game. Make it something they look at and go. They go, holy crap! Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the military guys, not so much, because a lot of the military guys probably are boomers as well. Yeah. But that's just their thing is military. But and I, and I think there's there's some. I think you know how we we were we were talked with George how there's the snobbery of the IPMS guys on us on the sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy horror guys. And I think there's some snobbery from our group towards the miniature guys. And I've never felt that from the miniature groups. When I go to those shows, it is a, and you witnessed it. People bring their painting tables, their paint, and they sit down and they all sit there and paint together in mm-hmm. tables in the back room and the figure kit guys. That doesn't. Well, I hate to say that. it. Even at Wonderfest, the hardware guys used to. Yeah. Before they made that dealer's room B. Mm-hmm. Remember when that was just the open yep. swimming pool and they had pinball machines in there and you'd walk through there late at night on Saturday and there'd be guys building models and talking yeah. and, and, you know, I don't know if they still do that somewhere. I know there's an iron Maybe model thing that. they do. So, uh, all right. It's getting late. Um, we hope everybody enjoyed today's episode, our April fool's episode. Uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you to our winners. Thank you to the people that entered. Thank you to George for coming on. And taking a chance with us because he had no clue what he was getting into. So yeah, no, yeah, I had no clue what yeah. last um, team was walking into. Yeah, and, and your think, name thing still says Jamie Jennings. I'm just oh, son of a bitch. And I'm not recording this again. It, it don't, don't matter. matter. None of this matters. Oh, See look, you later. I have a Brian Clark um, mug that I drink of. <laughs> 
Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Or good day. Bye. Whenever you're watching this.